Shamrock my ass. This is Andre Iskana, and you're listening to Bay of Platform. You're gonna need a bigger boat. We have such fights to show you. You don't know what that is. alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change without passion and without logic it lives to kill a mindless eating machine it will attack and devour anything it is as if God created the devil and gave him Hey everybody, welcome to the Graveyard Shit Podcast. It's been a while. Uh, It's it's been a real long while. (laughs) And uh, we're covering something that we are quite passionate about this time. And we're finally getting, you know, the Jaws movies covered. Not the the Jaws ripoffs like we've done before. But the actual series beginning, you know, with Jaws. About that damn time we tackled this franchise, I mean. It really is. I mean, we tried once before, but uh just didn't work out. Um, but, yeah. So, you know, you got me here. You got Will. You got everybody in here. Everyone, introduce yourselves. <laughs> Well, I'm, Rob. I'm Rob from Georgia, VHS 82 apostrophe, and uh, looking forward, looking forward to talk some Jaws tonight. I'm I'm Sam. I'm your Thursday guy for body bags, and I'm excited to do this Jaws franchise podcast with y'all. 
cool, cool. Uh, welcome aboard, by the way. It's your first time. Uh, is it your first time on a podcast, dude? Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. I hope you, you enjoy it. So, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucking stoked for uh, this show tonight. I mean, love me some Jaws. Love me oh, some yeah. Jaws. Jaws is one of those movies that let, let's let's be honest. Um, even if you've never seen it, if you've never seen it, you know you're you might be living under a rock. But um, even if you haven't seen it, you know what it is. It's well, worked itself into the zeitgeist of entertainment. You know, everyone knows what Jaws is. Well, it's one of my criteria. If anyone wants to be friend with me, if they have not seen Jaws, I mean, no chance at all. I mean, like, yeah, uh, come come back when you've done your work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, to that point, Glenn, uh, that you just said, you know, listening to uh, Spielberg talk about the first time that he was given the script to look at, and and just seeing the word Jaws for the very first time. He was sort of taken back, like, you know, what is this? What does this mean or, or anything? And, you know, and he made the point, you know, it, 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 of course, it had not settled in the public conscious yet. And trying to think back, you know, what would it must have been like for the very first time to hear that without any context? And, you know, and, you know, I mean, I mean, I will get into it, I guess. But, I mean, I saw it in the theater when I was five and 75. And it was in my conscience from that point forward forever the rest of my life. But, um to have heard that for the very first time must have been pretty, you know, like, what is this? You know, of course, here we are. And it's, it's such a, like, Jaws. It's so simple yet effective. Jaws. Like, yeah. beautiful. Four letters. Simple as that. Oh, yeah. It's one of those titles that, you know, one thing I've always thought about is, like, you see it a lot with a lot of foreign films where they have, like, a title and then it's, like, released like over here and it's given like some like generic title jaws is one of those titles that on the surface it's generic you know jaws that you know it just sounds but it tells you everything you need to know about the movie just in that title yeah not to mention the poster too i mean yeah you know, how can you go get beyond like that iconic? Poster? It's so <laughs> iconic. It's been like parodied a shit ton of time. I mean, everyone knows this poster. What I want to know is this how can you get past a poster that for each of the movies they've used a, just a slightly modified version of the original poster? It's the same shark. It's like, you know, like. Not, not, not the the theatrical. Is it theatrical poster? Or yeah, I think the theatrical poster poster of Jaws two has a slightly different shark though. It's more, it's bigger and yeah, but it's more triangular. In basic, I you know idea, just like you know the shark coming up, right? Mm. Um, well, the, the funny thing is, you know, it was actually the cover of the original novel as well. It was a different version of it. No but, teeth. Yeah, no like teeth. It was black and black and white. It's like, see, he looks like super soft or something. I mean, almost. Yeah, you know, you see the cover of that it kind of goes along with Peter Benchley's, you know, whole slew of long titles. You know, 
but knowing they were all too pretentious and then figuring we just need something to fit on the jacket and it fit yeah. perfect and history is made yeah. you know go figure does anyone know i i kind of forgot i know i knew before but uh is the uh, the person who uh designed the jaws poster the, the for the movie is it the same person who made the jacket for the book um you know what i don't know what I'm actually going to check that, you know. I would imagine that wouldn't be the case. It's it's very similar. Well, it's pretty much it's the the jacket redone in a more stylized way, pretty much. Roger Castle uh, <clears throat> created the poster for Jaws and The Empire Strikes Back. Wow. There you go, two iconic posters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of a Jaws Star Wars connection too. There, there is. There really is. No, you're right. Uh, you're right, Will. Because I just I have the documentary on now, and they just happen to have the jacket up large. You know, with the girl over the surface, and just so. You're right. How you said that, Glenn. It's it's just so. Oh. But I don't know if that would have worked for a movie presentation poster, though. I don't think it would have catched the audience eye like it did, for sure. Okay, here we go. The cover, the, the cover of the book was designed by Paul Bacon, and as, essentially uh, the guy that did the the movie poster, I guess, just took what was there and was like, you know, literally, like it says, gave it to. Hmm. I'll tell you, along with the because uh, I'm looking at it on my wall here, along with that whole idea. Idea, just the three names and how they're centered over Jaws. You know, Roy to the left and Robert to the the top center and Richard to the right. I mean, that almost in of itself becomes iconic. Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. That's. I mean, and the 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 tagline too, like the uh, the most terrifying uh, motion picture from uh, or from the most terrifying number one bestsellers. I mean, that alone is iconic, too. Everything about this movie is fucking iconic. <laughs> I mean... And it, it's so funny when you when you realize, though, that while they were filming it, you know, a lot of the actors were like, oh, this is just going to be like a flash in the pan. It's going to get done. No one will remember it in a year. <laughs> and it's like, um, <laughs> that didn't quite work out for you there, did it, buddy? <laughs> no, no, I... Well, they, they even Spielberg said he had no idea what he really had, you know, with this movie. Well, I mean, let let's be honest. It's a killer shark movie that can very easily go into the realm of comedy. Oh yeah, unintentional comedy. You know, you could try to be, be as serious as you want, but you know, it's like you have a shark eating a kid whose mother's like 70, you know, and it's, 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 it's kind of funny when you think about it and it could be played for laughs so easily. The fact that it, it isn't. And the fact that it still works so well is just, just proof of Spielberg's talent. Can you, can you imagine if they, they went, uh, cause it, I think it's, it was, Excuse me. So uh, one of the first script or draft, uh, so someone came out with 
Like, oh, no, let's make it a whale. You heard about this? Oh, you're, uh, you're talking about the director who is uh, let go before he even had a chance to start working on it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, like, who who would have thought like a whale would be a good idea? I mean, we've seen it in Orca. Don't get me wrong, in Orca is kind of cool. But no, but it wasn't even supposed to be like a killer whale or anything. It's just a whale. It's it's like what as you as you've been reading like. Moby, Moby Dick. Well, that that's pretty much what it is. He he mentioned Moby Dick and shit. So, like, screw that, you know. It's like you need something. Honestly, it's like this. No matter how big a whale is, it never seems, at least to me, it never seems like a threat. Now I'm talking like blue whales. I'm talking like sperm whales. I'm talking killer whales. None of them really seem a threat to me. But sharks? Just the word. Well, like 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 the mayor said, you know, you yell shark, you got a panic on your end on the fourth of July, you know? So true. And the well, speaking of shark, uh, well, there was an attack yesterday too. And you can even find the the video online and shit of the, the dude uh, being uh, munched the, on. <laughs> the survivor did die. No, no, he dead, dude. Oh, okay. Where'd that happen at? Uh, Egypt. Oh, okay. Yeah, tiger shark. It was a sand. Oh, what? No. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You said tiger shark. You said tiger shark. Well, a yeah. what? Oh, a what? Okay. <laughs> Come on, well. <laughs> <laughs> a what? Oh, oh man. Uh, so yeah, it was a uh, yeah tiger, and it's pretty fucking gruesome. The video is on my Facebook page too for people to <laughs> see and enjoy. So, <laughs> how long do you reckon before you're canceled on Facebook? Oh, give me two days, dude. <laughs> oh man, it's like, but I mean, the thing is, it's like people have a visceral reaction to sharks. Yeah, and it's not every time. Uh, it's not every day that it's caught on film too. But we have had them caught on on film quite a few times. Yeah, but like nowhere uh, near as many as there actually are, though. Mm. You know, we and I guess that's probably one of the reasons why people are afraid of sharks more so than than Jaws the movie or anything. It's the fact that we we see what is left. Like I, I always remember, it's uh, one of the special features on I think um, Jaws one. On the Blu-ray, I think it is, and it's just this guy and like a he's coming back in a boat and like his leg is there like that and like all of the bottom of the leg has like been chomped off with just meat hanging and stuff. Mm. And the thing is, we see it and it's not, you know, it, it's nature. So yeah, and a whale won't do that, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> whale might drown you, mm. take you down to the bottom and drown you. But it's not going to, like, take off limbs and, like, you know. I mean, this thing, I mean, it's razor-sharp teeth. I mean, it's pretty much knives for a mouth, you know. Yeah. And they go back. I love that. I love that more than anything else. The fact that, you know, you think of, like, a dog or whatever. A dog's biting you. You break out its teeth. You know, you're pretty much, it's, it's done, you know. A shark's attacking you. You break out its teeth. About two days later, it's got a whole new set. 
Yeah, it's, it's a miracle of evolution, honestly. All all the all this animal does is eat and make baby sharks. Yep. <laughs> Nothing else. And it's it's damn awesome. Let's put it this way. There's a reason why we have Shark Week every year. Well, people are fascinated by sharks. Favorite my favorite week on television. Same. Same. I mean, <laughs> It's it's just like I said, there's something visceral there. You want you want to share our first experiences seeing this movie for the very first time? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, well, lead. I'll, I'll lead since I'm the oldest, probably. Am, am I? Do I got you, Glenn? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, go ahead, dude. So, so 1975, uh, you would have had uh, some semblance, I guess, of a TV spot. Must have been TV spots because uh, each and every time this TV spot hit the TV. I must have, the, how my mom tells the story, I had told the story numerous times. Um, I would, I would, I wanted to see the movie so bad that I would begin to throw tantrums on the floor because I wanted to see the movie. And my mom <laughs> would always apparently say, it's too much for you. It's too much. You can't, it's no, it's too much. Well, apparently my tantrums got the better of all of us because one Saturday afternoon, uh, my mom and dad decided to take me and my uh, stepbrother uh, who we are basically the same age, so, you know, five, you know, whatever. And uh, so this is 75, and uh, we went to a Saturday matinee. <laughs> and uh, truth be told, uh, I uh, I screamed probably the entire time. And I remember my mom, uh, you know, the look on our face was pretty brutal, man. She was like, if you don't stop screaming, I'm going to beat you to a pulp. You are going <laughs> to sit here. You are going to watch this movie. Uh, and uh, my stepbrother now had a completely, totally different reaction. He was seemingly fine the whole time. Uh, and so when we eventually did leave the theater that evening when it came to uh, turn out the lights, I had since long gotten past that that experience, but my brother was just beginning his, and so <laughs> I had to uh, sleep with the light on all night long because uh, he was too petrified. He was going to have nightmares uh, of this uh, shark, and uh, so uh, that's you know from that uh, point forward became uh, a love affair between me and uh, not just this film, but eventually the book and uh, the phenomena, and uh, even for a short period of my life, I actually wanted to be a marine biologist. Oh, and, uh, I actually had really, uh, I think that was the only class I ever did really well in in high school was uh, was tenth grade biology, and I that's just because of that that thought but uh but yeah it had a pretty and i and i'll be honest too i have been fearful of uh swimming too far into the ocean ever since even to this day um i will do my best to uh kind of dive into a wave you know but i'll be honest as soon as i do man it's just like all those internal fears just jack up and i gotta come up and you know be I aware of this around i can relate to 100 percent so five years old man five years old and uh and uh we'll get there when we get there but my uh First trip to the theater as a young kid seeing Jaws 2 was almost as equally terrifying, but we'll get there. <laughs> uh, just, just, uh, do, you remind, uh, do you remember liking it, though, even if you were, like, terrified coming out of the theater? Yeah, well, I, I, I guess I must have because that began a, a serious love and fascination of just the idea of sharks in general and, my, and maybe my love for horror films. 
you know, was already beginning just because of the things that, you know, I remember vaguely watching on TV even at that age. Um, but, yeah, it must have had. Now, you know, imagine in the theater, though, as a kid, man, uh, that was that was terrifying. Um, I wanted to get out of there, but my <laughs> my parents weren't about to waste the entire, what, buck 50 to get in for the each of us back then in those days. They weren't about to waste that. So we uh, they kept me in for the long haul and. Good shit, good shit, dude. I, I wish I could have like been there in '75. My experience would would that probably been the same as you, like being terrified. Because my uh, first exposure to Jaws, I remember, I was at uh, my uncle's place, my grandfather, uh, not grandfather, godfather's place, and you know I was already super into movies. You know I was a big Star Wars fan. Uh, you know, Alien, I've seen Alien by that time. Um, you know, I was super into movies already. And every time I, I went there, you know, he had a huge collection of VHS and Betamax and stuff like that. Every time I went there, I knew where those movies were. It was like in a big closet and I must have been maybe like seven years old. And I went in there and I saw this double VHS with the shiny cover with the big ass shark on it, and I was like, "Ooh, what's that?" You know, just catch my eyes instantly. Uh, so, grabbed a VHS. Uh, I asked my father and uh, Godfather if we could watch this movie. Um, they were not sure about, you know, letting me watch Jaws at first, but you know, I insisted, and we watched the the shit. And to this day. The biggest jump scare I ever had, I think, ever, was when Ben Gardner's head comes out of the boat. I peed myself, like, honestly, like, for real, <laughs> you know, uh, but I, I liked it so much from then on. I mean, I bought the VHS, uh, you know, every time it was on TV, like, I recorded it, like, just for the sake of recording, yeah, I must... I had a pile of like Jaws on VHS recorded off, you know, TV. So, you know, I, after after that, I bought. Uh, well, not I bought, but uh, one. Uh, I think it was my father, if I'm not wrong. But he got me like the the McFarland box set of the Orca and the Shark, like big ass like figure. And you know, my my love of Jaws began pretty much there at seven years old, and loved it ever since. So. Oh yeah, you you can't go wrong with it. For me, it was it was it's funny that we all kind of around the same age. I was eight years old, and I I could remember the situation because um, it had been on TV and I'd seen parts of it. You know, I'd I'd seen. I think it was on TV like every week for like a month or something, and I'd I'd see a bit here, a bit there, whatever. So I ended up going to the library and taking out the book. You know, the hardbound edition, first edition, you know. And then I realized, wait a minute. If I go about five steps that way, they have a VHS section in this library. So I went there and I took a look and, and there it was. So I rented it from there. So the first time I saw it all the way through, I was about eight years old and I got it from the library. Was it the MCA VHS? Uh, I think it was. Mm. It was. It was like the the original. Do I have it? I don't know. No, I got Jaws too. Um, 
it was like the original, you know, Jaws. And I I remember they it was it was a weird weird packaging because they had it in like a like a big box VHS thing, but I think it was made specifically for the library mm. because it said Jaws on it, but on the front wasn't the cover of Jaws. It was uh, just like a picture of uh, the the girl screaming at the beginning who gets pulled under. That that may be like a promotional copy or some shit. That may that if it's like a, an original release, uh, official release, I should say, it's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's worth a couple of dime. <laughs> I, I think it was probably just a library thing, you know, because uh, they have this tendency, like if something came in like a like a slipcase, they'd take it out and put it in like their library cases or whatever, you know. But you know, it started there. And honestly, what was neat about it was it was it was scary. And I'm going to say like it was gory without being gory, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like Ben Gardner's head showing up, you know, it's like. It, it's an intense scene for for someone who's young. But you, it's not actually gory. But at the same time, it's what you would consider gore, like someone's severed head just floating into frame, you know. It it's one of those things, and the well, fact especially for a young a young kid, I mean, that's pretty intense and gory. I mean, yeah, and I mean, the thing is, you look at it now, and you're like, it's still effective, it's still a good a good gag and everything. It's not gory by any stretch of the imagination, mm. but it has just enough realism. And just enough, like, fiction to it, you know, that it would give you a jump and you might be a little bit scared of it, but you weren't, like, super scared. Like, I've just seen some dude's head. You know, you're still more invested in the shark and everything. Yeah. It's masterclass in showing just enough. Uh, well, yeah, it's probably the movie that does that best yeah well maybe alien as well yeah yeah but i think jaws is superior when it comes to building tension and the when more is less uh when less is more sorry yeah jaws is a perfect example and jaws 3 is a perfect example of more is less (laughs) yeah absolutely what about you sam um all right so i remember like the first like thing i can remember from watching jaws like so long ago because it was probably like i don't know maybe i was five as well but the thing is is that there are so many other like scary movies that i would also watch so i probably jumped a few times you know i i think i probably jumped the most with uh that head in the water um that's like the that's like the furthest thing I can remember of that. So you know, you remember that for some reason, right? I probably cried or whatever after it. But um, for the most part, I wasn't like super like scared of the movie. There was always like jump scares, right? You know, like ah oh, jump scare, but never like really like scared. That was, you know much later on when you watch like you know more eighties, nineties, and then you know start getting like scared, or at least for me anyway. But uh. 
You always remember Jaws. Through and through. Did you no, watch no, it with we, your we father? Saw it, we saw it together, Sam, right? On a, was it the 40th anniversary at the Fox Theater? Didn't we drive down to Atlanta for that? Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. that. That was uh, later on, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was that was pretty nice watching that, especially the ending. You know, just all, all of it building up and then fire you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, good shit, good shit for sure. Well, I, nothing beats seeing Jaws on the big screen. No, no, absolutely. I mean, I noticed some shit that I never noticed before, and I, I saw it uh, last summer, I think, we had it here. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, seeing it on the big screen blew me away. Dude. I mean, I had tears in my eyes. I mean, yeah, it was just... You know, I wasn't there in 75 to see it on the big screen, so to get the chance to see it, like, years later... Yep, and meant the world to me. I mean, and it was in 3D too, so that was that was cool. Oh, the original. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I I remember um, when I went and saw it last. I've seen it twice in theaters. I saw it once back when COVID first started, and again about I don't know eight eight nine months ago, something like that. And that time, it they had a 3D version. They had an IMAX version, and they just had a normal version. Yeah, I saw the 3D one. I went, yeah. I, I ended up going for the IMAX. I'd heard the 3D was really good, though. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised, honestly. It, it was really effective. Really, really effective. I mean, and, you know, the, 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 it's a movie that you're easily, like, immersed in, you know, mm-hmm. because of all the characters. That, um, you know, it's just... And it's, well... It's just, uh, I don't know, dude. Seeing it in 3D, it was like being there with the guys on the Oracle, dude. It was oh yeah, really something. The sound was crystal clear, too. You know, hearing that theme at the beginning, dude, just oh, yeah. shivers, dude. Oh, yeah. If ever there's been a movie that deserves, like, the 4DX treatment sort of thing, where they, like, you know, like, they spray water on you and the seats move and everything. That would be a one that would deserve that. Think how great that scene. Just the scene where Quint's fishing for the for the shark, and he's there and he's pulling back. Could you imagine you're doing that and your seat's moving at the same time? And when the line breaks or whatever, your seat like went jerked back and everything. Yeah, um, can you imagine Chrissy's that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> being thrown all over. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. One of the things, too, uh, growing up with that movie that I think it's important to talk about is, uh, you know, it's phenomenon on TV. I remember when, you know, it would come on seasonally, you know, and it was a major family event in the living room back in the day when much of your entertainment revolved around the television set of the old days, you know. And so, you know, when Jaws was getting ready to come on, whether it's as a – ABC, you know, Monday night at the movies or Sunday night at the movies or whatever. You know, it was a family event. I mean, all life just stopped because Jaws was coming on. And, oh, yeah. so, you know, we did, you know, mom and dad did up the popcorn and everything. And, you know, there was a few movies like that growing up, you know, because, you know, I mean, uh, you know, whether it was that or uh, The Wizard of Oz or even Halloween started again, it's seasonal um, annual viewing. And it's funny with Jaws, though, is even when I watch Jaws now, I, I know specifically those commercial breaks. I know when they happen because I can, I, it's like, yeah, yeah, there was a commercial break. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny how that stuff gets ingrained into your 
uh, mind for forever. I don't think that way much with Halloween, but uh, I think with the Wizard of Oz, I do, because we saw that so many times on TV. It's, and you get those commercial breaks and stuff. Uh, well, every, every time every time Jaws is... I, I happen to catch Jaws on cable, I watch it. Oh. I, I just can't help it. Oh, yeah, no matter what point in the movie you come in, you could come in within the last, like, five minutes. You'd still sit there and watch the last five minutes. It's just how it is. One thing I, I've noticed, though, the, which is kind of neat, though, Jaws is one of the few movies that I'm pretty sure was never edited for television. Yeah, no, there's one cut. Yeah, and I mean, that says something there. You know? That that's just that's just kind of awesome. You know? The fact that like you're seeing the movie on television like being broadcast and you're seeing the same thing that people saw in the theaters. The same thing you see if you rent the DVD, the VHS or the DVD or anything, you know? It's all there. And as as a kid at least for me, I, I appreciated that because, you know, I remember, you know, I, I remember just getting around and watching Jaws when it would come on TV. I remember watching The Thing when it came on TV. I remember watching Alien and Aliens. And I always remembered, you know, like I'd see it later and I'd be like, yeah, that scene wasn't in uh, when I watched it on TV. But Jaws, everything's in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, and it's surprising that it was never edited edited for TV too, because it's not a short movie. I mean, no, it's not. Yes, maybe maybe that was like, how can I put this? Maybe that worked in its advantage. Like, if you have a movie that's like ninety minutes long, and you have to fit it into like a two-hour time slot, you know. Maybe you got to cut a bit out to fit it down to there because, like, with with commercials and everything, because they're not going to cut the commercials. You know that. Mm. You know, you're, you're, the, getting, you're getting X amount of commercials in. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know. But then again, what what could someone cut out of Jaws? Everything's relevant. All you could really cut out, I think, would be maybe, maybe maybe some reaction shots or something maybe like maybe some of the a couple of frames of like blood in the water or something even even though i mean i don't think anything could could be cut out of this movie yeah you couldn't go you couldn't go john carpenter's thing on it and like remake essentially the entire movie Mm. Yeah, yeah, and pretty much that entire movie was cut out for TV. If you watch the TV cut that Screen Factory put out, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty horrific what ended up on TV with that one. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, did they did what thirty minutes of it they cut? So essentially, all every effect is cut. Yeah, pretty much every effect was gone. I should check it out. I own the Rob, Screen Factory Rob, release. Rob Bottin must have had a freaking heart attack the first time he saw <laughs> guy. I mean, he basically put himself in a hospital, you know, working on that. And uh, to see everything, uh, literally, at least for television, get cut, had to have been just, um, golly. It is worth seeing, I will say that. You know, 
Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. I own the Screen Factory release, but I never got around to watch a TV cut, so. Yeah. You'll laugh. Especially at the narration at the beginning. Oh, of yeah. All the characters. Uh, good old TV days. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Anything, I mean, like, uh, how would you guys think the first time you watched the 4K release of Jaws? I saw it in the theater in 4K, you know, since I don't have a 4K player. Same you know? for me. But I will tell you, the the Blu-ray looked phenomenal, and watching it in 4K on the big screen was like a. Oh, it, bl- it blew me away, dude. Honestly, yeah. Oh. I mean, did, did, did you see the re-release they they had, uh, Rob, like last year? Not last year. The the last time I caught it in the theater was I think its 40th anniversary run, and I had caught it on its 35th anniversary run. But I hadn't I hadn't seen the 4K restoration on the screen. I see I did I do got the 4K, so I saw it on my 4K TV, and that just I mean uh, you know Chrissy in the beginning that whole sequence you know being a little bit more lit up and stuff was uh, interesting. Uh, it was kind of like seeing it for the first time almost in a way, and just that's that's how I felt in the theater exactly. I know pretty... stuff that you know like. All, like, the scenes with like the shooting stars and everything, yeah. I'd never noticed that on like DVD or VHS or whatever. I, in the theater, plain as day, like shooting stars yeah. across the screen, you're yeah. like, well, damn. <laughs> and and I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Harkin, I, maybe he started to bring back memory because you know you see this movie a million times, and you wonder, you know, will I ever feel like I did as a little kid again seeing it for the first time? And that's probably not going to happen. But I, I'll say this. The first time I put that 4K in, and you saw the the moon the moonlit just sparkling off the water, I started to get chills. I started. It was almost like I was starting to see this movie for the first time, close to the way I would have seen it as a kid, you know. And uh, and and that that was quite uh, just you know those moments. I think you know the just seeing the the light glitter off the water, and then of course you know. It just, I don't know, boy. But man, I'm, dude. If it ever, uh, if you ever get the chance, if it ever re-releases in 3D, go see it in 3D, dude. I mean, it's like being there. It's insane. I, I definitely want to see the 3D version. You know, um, it's one of the things I saw the IMAX one. I don't regret seeing the IMAX one, but I, I regret not having seen 3D as well. Yeah, but if, uh, you know, I was supposed to see it in IMAX, too, but I couldn't because, uh, you know, I think I I, uh, I had no sick days left or something, so <laughs> I had to show up at work. But yeah. at least I got the the chance to see it in 3D, which was amazing. I still got my tickets around somewhere, too, so. <laughs> yeah, seeing a good Jaws in 3D for once is, is good shit, you know. <laughs> Unlike a certain movie we're going to talk about. We'll talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about the soundtrack, too. Oh, crazy. Uh, this, uh, this is one of the best uh, motion picture soundtrack ever, if you ask me. Oh, Br- brilliant work. Brilliant. From start to finish. You know, you have a sense of dread uh, in the soundtrack. You have adventure. You have... 
you know, it can be as scary as like happy sometimes. It's it's just a perfect mix, you know. And you when I spin the vinyl of Jaws, you know, I, I, I see the movie in my head. It's literally like watching the movie but in my head. It's the kind of soundtrack I'll do that uh, that I will do that to you. It's that iconic, you know. You can point out Oh yes, this this track is this scene, you know. Even like not even looking at the jacket or anything, you know, just yeah, you just know right away. Well, well, tell me this: how many movies can you think of that if you hear two notes, that's all, just two notes, you know exactly what it is? Other than Jaws, and Sp- uh, Spielberg, Spielberg was like, "What's that?" You know, he wasn't sure about the soundtrack. But he was he was smart enough to let him go with it, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, yeah. that's yeah. There's not many of them. There's not many of them. I mean, Halloween begins. You pretty much know what it is. Jaws yeah. begins. You know what it is. There's the not many. Of them. Maybe it's, it's. I think this. I think it's those moments where the score is at its most simplistic. Mm-hmm. Seems like. Oh yeah, yeah. I, mean, I did. I wonder sometimes though, like, how would Jaws be with like a complete huge orchestral score? Well, that's pretty much what it is. No, I mean like go beyond, you know, just beyond the simple. Go push it right to the extreme. Go right up to like, go right up to Star Wars level, um, symphonic things would it be as effective as the simple score no no fucking way dude i don't think so either i mean it would and i mean i'm sure it would be a great score don't get me wrong but it would lose something there's something primal about it that works i'm you know and i'm I'm sure probably as a five-year-old kid seeing it for the first time i'm sure the music was as much of a reason why i was screaming Oh, As yeah. with what I was seeing, the images on the screen. I mean, the music just, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it, and unfortunately, I don't quite think about it the same way today as I would have back then, but I still, I mean, it's, you can't separate the score from the film, the film from the score. It is what it is. It's, it's one amazing. It, it always seemed to me with the Jaws score that it's almost like a heartbeat. It's, it's yeah. And then you know, gets faster and faster, and as it's getting faster, you know, like you you feel almost like the shark speeding up as well, you know. And it's just oh, and brilliant use of the soundtrack too. I mean, when the shark isn't around, you know, just when the two kids are playing like a prank on everyone, you know, and you get those underwater shots of you know people's leg and shit. You know the score is not playing because it's the, it's not the shark. The the score is meant to be the shark. That's just genius. I mean, it's it's insane. It's really. And, and you got to admit, just bringing up that scene, how awesome in a movie is it that you know you have like a red herring that is completely when you when you look back at it. It's completely blatant that it's a red herring, but when you're watching it the first time, you're like, you know, it's the shark. They're they're gonna get it's gonna get her and everything. But when you look back at it, you're like, yeah, there's no score there. There's no 
no buildup, whatever. This is there's no way this is a shark. But that first time you're like, it's gonna get him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the score too, uh, Rob. You were talking about uh, how the score affected uh, you too. You know, when it came to your fear of Jaws being young. Uh, to this day, you know, if you give me like uh, waterproof uh, headphones or uh, a headset and play the Jaws track and tell me, here's a million buck, go swim uh, in the ocean while listening to the the soundtrack. No fucking way, dude. I won't do it. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I just, I just got to love, you know, how they have those showings of it out on Martha's Vineyard. And, you know, they have, like, a screen, and everyone's in, in the water, in, like, rings and everything. Cause no, th- dude, uh, impossible. I, 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 no, dude, like, I just... I, I would do it, honestly, but you know. I'd you fucking know faint, dude. Some dumbass kid that's gonna come along with a fake shark's, shark's fin. You oh, know, <laughs> yeah. And you know, and, and you know that no one's gonna be pissed when it does. But you know what's weird, though, is the fact that, you know... Let's say Jaws 2, 3, or The Revenge. I would do it, but Jaws would be scary, so scary, like, on a completely other level, dude. I, I'm i sure I would do it just for, you know, because I love Jaws, but I'd be terrified. That's no doubt about that, for sure. I mean, I think what it is, is with, with Jaws, you have a genuine, primal fear, where Jaws 2, Jaws 3, and Jaws 4 are movies mm. they're very much they very much feel like movies where jaws one feels like an experience i think it's the opening scene i think it sets sets the mood right away uh, i mean it's 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 got to be one of the most amazing opening scenes of, of any film ever i mean it's it's I mean, it, there's there's nothing, absolutely nothing implausible about the opening few minutes of that scene. And that that does happen. Happens all the time. I mean, you're out late. You shouldn't be going in the water. You're going in the water and boom, you're reading about it in the paper the next day. I mean, it's it's just it's that it, it happens. I mean, but maybe, you know, it wasn't quite in the public conscious before the film came out. But after the film came out, people were aware then. Oh, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about that whole that just that scene alone of the entire film. That scene, Spielberg did something, man. He he did something that I think we you you can really honestly say. And I know a lot of this is cliche a lot when we're speaking film and stuff. But I mean, it was Hitchcockian to its core. He did something on a level that rarely few directors ever do. Just with that opening scene. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then, you know, the rest of the film just follows beautifully after and the, the transition to becoming more of an adventure out at sea and, you know, and the, the fight between, you know, the three and the shark. And, and there's a lot there, too, that is so fascinating. I, I mean, just watching it the other day, I still get I still get fascinated with the just with the idea that Quint is so consumed by this thing that uh, he will drive the engine to its death just to strand them out there. So he, there is no choice but. Even the shark in the end. I mean, it's all headed to that finality, right? It's it's you know him wrecking the radio inside, you know. And uh, I'll always remember that line Roy gives, you know, about him being um oh what actually now I forget it now what is it he says you're uh, he tells Quint you're um 
Crap, why can't I think of the stupid word now? When Quint breaks the radio with his bat. Certifiable. You're certifiable, Quint. You know that, right? You're certified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always wonder, though, how, you know, I, I always get this feeling that Quint knew more than he let on. What do you mean? I think he knew exactly where that shark was. And I think he didn't tell anybody so that he could get a payday. I think before, like when, when, when Quint first shows up, you know, and he's there and he scratches the board and everything, you know, he's got the picture of the shark and everything. I think at that point, he already knows where that shark is. Well, there's there's a theory, too. I don't know if uh, any one of y'all heard about it, but that Quint actually killed Ben Gardner to get the shark. Oh. So he could get the shark to himself. Well, I mean, uh, it, it could kind of make sense. I mean, why would only Ben Gardner's head be... In- let's, let's be honest, I mean... Quint is so unhinged. I mean, wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. I think it has more to do with the uh, tie-in with the Indianapolis speech and just that almost that irreversible work of fate that uh, is born that the day he actually is able to get out of the water there as a sailor, but knowing there was a day out there that was that he was meant there's no escape. He wasn't there wasn't meant for him to be another day where he gets out of the water it all. His whole life was was barreling down on the barreling down. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, to that point, it just seems like he is so wrapped in the, up in this idea of this is just where his life was headed. And and regardless if it meant, you know. You know, casualties, you know, um, with uh, Brody and uh, Hooper there. He's kind of a, on a personal vendetta, I guess. And it probably goes back to that, you know, that speech he gives and that just the memory of having to deal with that at such a young age, you know, that just the fear. I, I tell you what, that's something I would like to see. I would like to see the story of Quinn on USS Atlas. Not just the story of the, UN, the USS Indianapolis, but the story of him as a character on that ship. You mean you mean a, a, a for a movie? You mean a prequel? Yeah, like I'd like to see an actual like focusing on him. That's what Jaws two is supposed to be. Yeah, it was, but you know, never got around to it. Interesting. What's I'm not I'm not aware of that. Well. Yeah, Jaws to uh, when because you know they asked Spielberg and one of uh, one of the ideas Spielberg had was to do uh, a Quinn story on the USS Indianapolis. I would so like to see that, honestly. I Jaws mean, six. Jaws yeah. six. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and that would be so cool. The only the only thing is it would be. It would be a lot of money to make because you'd have to have every like everything is 
set in that time. You know, it's not like, you know, like it's the movie was shot in the 70s and it's set in the 70s. You know, all of a sudden you got to go back to the 40, right? <coughs> Excuse me. You know, so it makes it a little. It, it ratchets up the price, to say the least. And, you know, it would be all CGI and shit. So. Now, now it probably would. Yeah. And it shouldn't be. Mm. I heard that. Uh, Well, this may have been a while ago, but I heard that Steven wanted to kind of go back and make some kind of thriller slash horror movie. What if Jaws 6, the prequel being that, be as a comeback to uh, that genre? That could work, honestly. Yeah. I, honestly, I would have no problem with Steven Spielberg doing another Jaws movie. Well, he's the man, dude. I mean... Yeah. And, you know, it's the sort of thing, like, I'm not going to say... Let's put it this way. If someone said... Oh, we're making another Jaws movie. My my first thought would probably be, really? But if you say, you know, Steven Spielberg's making another Jaws movie. Oh, okay. Like let's let's see what he can do. You know, isn't that isn't that something? Isn't that something that, of all the franchises that seemingly uh, are touched and reworked or added on or whatever? Jaws is the only one. We're only the four films, and then we get a zillion shark-related movies around the franchise, but to this day, no one has ever touched Jaws. Yep. I and mean, that, that's, that, that's how it should be, in my opinion. I know there's been there's always been talk about what, them wanting to remake it, but I don't think as long as Steven Spielberg is alive, it's never going to happen. For the same reason why you'll never get a Jaws box set. Because Steven Spielberg won't allow it. And, and you know, and on that note... Oh, is Glenn, that why? He doesn't want uh, the other movies attached. Really? Yeah, even 2. 2's a great movie, don't get me wrong. But even that, he feels, is it, it shouldn't be connected to his movie. So he keeps his separate. Always has. You know, you know this whole entire thing. You know, my my only, you know, I guess um, I, I just don't understand why of all the releases of Jaws on physical media, all of them, we have yet to get a Steven Spielberg commentary track. I don't think he likes doing commentaries. Well, he did. He did. Uh, he did a couple though. He did for Close Encounters. He did for Indiana Jones one or two. I think maybe maybe he's one that it'd be better getting him with with someone. You know what? Here you go. Uh, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Put them together. Let them do a commentary on Jaws. But that would be great. Oh, a little bit of trivia about jo- uh, George Lucas. Uh, did you did you know that George Lucas uh, visited uh, Steven Spielberg on the set of Jaws, and he literally crawled in the mechanical shark and Spielberg closed the mouth and he, <laughs> he got stuck in there. I love that. I love it. Oh, you know, and I need to mention this. I didn't even think about this till now. And I probably should say it just in their memory, but my grandma, and grandpa, my uh, grandma told me the story. Um, I was so young, but they told me they were vacationing up near Martha's vineyard during the shooting of jaws, but they had no idea 
uh, as with most normal people would have no idea what was really going on. But she told me because she really learned more about it after the fact. But they were trying to get to one point and they literally had to stop and wait. She said it felt like hours. I don't know if it was that long or not, but they actually were stopped and had to wait. But they could look out towards the beach area and they could see things happening but they weren't sure what was happening and so of course you know i mean they just you know but it is after that whole thing is when they realized that oh you know there was a filming of a movie you know kind of interrupted traffic and stuff and but just to think my grandma and grandpa got <laughs> held up in tra- you know you know near the shoot of that is quite amazing in of itself but, so. do you know exactly what they they saw did they, they see the shark did, i don't know they really couldn't see anything and they weren't the type of people they were gonna you know not you know get out of the car and run and see and look you know they weren't like that but you know they knew how much i i must have just you know still been you know always talk about jaws and so i think that's why she probably even thought about telling me the story And said, so, well, you know, you know, we did see a little glimpse of uh, the making of it. And I'm like, what? Oh, and, that's that's insane. You know, and uh, yeah, but they never really thought much of it themselves. I mean, that's just not who they were. But uh, but she did humor me, though, which was nice of her to share that. So it was always kind of cool to think that they were in proximity, at least for a moment. They they witnessed a little piece of cinema history right there. I mean, and, you know, and who would have thought you would have been? I mean. And you know what? Just for just just to be sure, I bet you it was one of those scenes when the sharks wasn't working. <laughs> well, That's probably why it was held up for so long. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like bring like a new shark down. The old one's not working. Bring the next one down. So I mean, I do I do have a technical question. Um, I don't want to forget it. There's one scene in there. I, it always seems like an awkward edit to me, even to this day, when Hooper is examining Chrissy's body. And he goes to hold up the arm, and he's made, and he gives that line of, "See, this is what happens." There's that rough edit cut, and I've always wondered if there was more to that scene that was just not—I don't know. It, it just seems like an awkward edit. You guys know what I'm talking about? I never noticed it, but now that you're mentioning it, I—I I think I see what you mean. Yeah, I think probably. I seem to remember somewhere hearing that, you know, a, a lot of the scenes that they were filming had a lot of, like, noise pollution. Oh, I didn't know that. Up sounds from elsewhere. So maybe if they filmed that scene, assume they got it in the can, you know, when they went to edit it, maybe more of that scene had noise pollution over top of it and they couldn't. Well, I would expect noise pollution when they were shooting on on the water or close to the water, but in this particular place, though, from what I from what I seem to remember hearing, yeah, I seem to think like all around there, like there was like always noise pollution. Like you know, like let's like wait for a time when nothing's happening, film a scene. Yeah, you know, so, I can't think of another scene in the entire movie that feels that awkward like there's just a weird awkward edit i can think of one personally and that's one thing i noticed uh just this year actually quite recently is uh next time you watch jaws you know when the the orca is sinking at the end and brody's on the uh on top of the the pole uh 
the there's a a shot of the whole orca sinking and you see that brody is coming down and he's like that close to the water and the next scene he's super super high so I, try try and notice yeah uh, yeah you're right you're right yeah I, i never really think about it but yeah i can see it in my mind i can see it yeah yeah but i mean it's nitpicking i mean oh yeah uh, it's, it's, Well, let's be honest. With a movie like Jaws, if you want uh, like any negatives, you have to nitpick because mm-hmm. it's essentially a perfect movie. It is. It is. It's. Uh, I, I mean, like w- before we even started uh, talking about it. I mean, I could have just gone and said ratings. You know, I'm pretty sure we're all out of ten. So. And easy. Ten, ten, rewatchability, ten. I mean, ten all around for me personally. Ten all around. <clears throat> so, you guys, got a favorite scene, like uh, one that stands out more than any other for whatever reason. Uh, the pond scene. Oh yeah, uh, that scene. Is... First glimpse of the shark. I mean, <laughs> I'll never forget it. I thought genuinely scary because you know I, i i have a thing kind of of underwater things you know I, i'm not going to go so far to say it's sub mechanophobia but you know i wouldn't have got in that water knowing there was like a robot shark in there that, same same for me we <laughs> talked about this uh when you were down here i think yeah exactly i i, I couldn't do it you know and that was one of those things which like uh But that scene and the one that I always get is um, uh, the Kittner boy. When the Kittner boy gets killed, just when the shark turns over. And, and you know, there there was more to this scene too that yeah. uh, we were supposed to 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 see that the shark was supposed to reach out of the water and grab him and go back under. And I yeah. love that because it just gave enough of a hint of the size that we're dealing with here. Mm. Up until that point, you're like, okay, it's a shark, you know. You get to that scene, you're like, oh, like this is a shark, but this is a big ass shark. Like it really kind of puts it into perspective how big that shark really is. Well, it's put in perspective throughout the movie too, because just seeing uh, Chrissy's remain, I mean, there's just like half an arm left. So with that is, you know, I I always saw, but I, it never really clicked how big the shark really was. I mean, I knew it was going to be, it was like a big shark, but you see the Kittner scene, you see it roll over and you're like, oh, like, yeah, that's a shark, <laughs> but it's big. Yeah, <laughs> it's that, like, that, that, that had to have been the most successful sequence of the entire film in terms of showing the brutality of an attack mm. was, oh, yeah. was on was on that poor kid yeah yeah the blood gushing out and, and they 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 went there they actually kill kill the kid i mean oh, yeah not everyone is willing to do this so. oh no oh Damn even the dog team. even the dog yeah yeah um, even the dog true would have been canceled today <laughs> <laughs> well john sticks pippet's river oh yeah yeah And it's just it's just like a zombie shark, a zombie dog comes back and is hunting the shark. Yeah, and he's somehow related to uh, 
Chief Brody or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all done through voodoo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh one thing though I want to mention about the the pond scene. I don't know if you ever noticed, if any one of you noticed, but when uh you know, when the boat uh you know, when the shark attacks the boat, you see uh the dude in the boat uh falling out of it. He doesn't have uh socks nor shoes on. And when you see the leg coming down, you got a socks and shoes. You know what that means? That's not his leg. That's not yeah. <laughs> That's someone else's leg. It just kind of fell out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a he had something between his teeth. Exactly. That's the story I'm going with. He ate someone else, you know, about like 10 minutes beforehand. And it's mm-hmm. just oh, I don't want that no more. I'll eat this guy. Oh, yeah. He wanted seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. I think I think my favorite scene would probably have to be um the the boy but it's mainly because of how uh how brody sees it it's like brody's there and it's like zooms out oh what a shot it's like, that is uh, I mean. like this like one of my like i love those kind of shots so seeing it and used like that it's like the first time he sees something like that happen it's like that was just really great oh yeah and i mean i i just love the fact that you know you have Brody, who's afraid of the water, working on it. I mean, I, I, it's so, you know, it's, it's like so almost ridiculous. You know, it's like, why would you be working on an island if you're afraid of the water? Well, well Michael is a marine biologist in four, so. Yeah. You remember what he says? It's, it's only an island if you see it from the water. <laughs> true that. Mm-hmm. True that. Oh man! Dialogue, dialogue in this movie. My favorite scene, man. My favorite scene, and this might surprise you. It's a subtle scene, but it's one that I don't know. It's just one that I can't ever. It's one when I'm watching the movie, I sit up and I'm like completely a thousand percent just just in it, and that is the trip to Ben Gardner's boat, and specifically, you know, that whole dialogue they're banting back and forth, you know, about the whole, you know, well. You know, you know, kind of weird that they would pay somebody you know, like you to be, you know, studying, you know, sharks and that whole banter back and forth. But I love that scene when uh, when the his uh, fish tracker thing starts to uh, pick up and Dreyfus gives that line, you know, there's something else out there. And then that music kicks in and then you see the boat that the lights going through the just the I guess the mist or fog on the water and. There's just something so dreamlike about that sequence, and and you know they replicated it for that uh, that Christmas movie, um, Krampus. Mm-hmm. They totally tore that scene right out of Jaws when you see the Humvee, the Hummer out there. Yeah, and the music's almost reminiscent. You kind of you're kind of far the cameras a little back, and you see the Hummer. And through the snow and everything, it's kind of got that same. But the lights from the Hummer are going through the snow, and it's it's a literally duplicate. They just took that scene from Jaws, and it's like they were like, "I gotta have that scene," and so they put it in there. And if I mean, it's too obvious not to, you know, we've probably seen a lot of stuff in Jaws replicated, but but that for me, there's something so cool about that whole. Well, you're so right about like dreamlike scene because. I mean, even the you you can see the lights under the boats, the yellow lights, and 
there's something there, absolutely. I mean, I agree 100%. Well, if I had to do an honorable mention, though, uh, when it comes to favorite scene, I can't ever, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone can agree on the Indiana police uh, speech, too. I mean, well, let's be honest, that scene is almost a short film unto itself. Mm-hmm. You just take that scene and you show it as like a like minute show. It's absolutely absolutely uh i wanted to ask you uh what are you your mvp you know your ma- most valuable player of this movie for me it's robert shaw for sure oh yeah um you know who i'm gonna say and it's it's gonna sound really weird coming from me but um the kittner boy's mother yeah i mean like let's put it well putting aside the fact that she's like 90 and the kid's like four putting that aside you genuinely feel like when she when she slaps brody but one thing though she looks older than she she was because she died like last year of covid yeah yeah sure couldn't kill her got her with covid Mm. you know but like yeah uh there's there's something about like her performance and everything that just is for the small amount of time she's on, she makes a big impact. Especially on Brody's face. <laughs> but you know, I well, you could you could get slapped for a couple of bucks by her when you went to uh Martha's Vineyard. Here you go. <laughs> Yeah, but some people actually paid her to get slapped. <laughs> oh yeah, I believe I believe it. Honestly, it didn't surprise. I I tell you what though, um, yeah. Overall, I'd have to go with Robert Shaw, but there's something about her performance that's just really sticks with you. Yeah, it's like believable. Mm. You know, you don't feel like it's. You don't feel like it's a performance. Mm-hmm. You feel like this is what someone would do who lost their kid. Yeah, then, you can see she's grieving. For yeah, sure. then learned that you know it could have been prevented. You knew there was a shark out there. The funny thing is, with me watching that scene, I'm always just kind of. I'm always. I know it's it's never going to happen because it's never in film. But I was just kind of like, hit her, hit her. <laughs> hit her back like 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 or just kind of go like damn it lady look it's his fault and just point at the mayor mm. i still just want to know how the hell that guy got reelected. well we'll get to it in a second yeah what about you rob your mvp uh, you know, it's funny, uh, just thinking about it right now. And I have one scene in particular, but, uh, for almost the whole set of reasons why Glenn just gave, but I'll give another one, Murray Hamilton, mm-hmm. the scene, uh, in the hospital when, uh, when he's, he's just shaking, he's trying to light a cigarette, you know, in a hospital, you know, my back kids were on that boat back, too. <laughs> back those days when you could smoke in a, in a hospital, um, but when he's, yeah, and he's like, yeah, my boy, my, you know, my boy was out there too. And, you know, and he just, there, there's something deeper that resonates 
it's not as shallow as uh, it, it's it's just not economic interests of the town. It is, but he really, I think it's it's a combination of fear of what this means for him, and not necessarily politically, but fear of what it just means for him, and just the the guilt. Maybe there's there's a lot that comes off of him, and in, in that scene in particular. But the scene, you know, with him, you know, in front of the the, the Amity uh, sign, you know, you know, between him and uh, and Dreyfus and Scheider uh, is great, you know, is great, too. But uh, he uh, he really uh, I mean, if you're going to have an antagonist like uh, him, I mean, Murray Hamilton freaking brings it. And he he died a short an early death, too, unfortunately. Just what? Just after Jaws, too, or? Yeah, not long after Jaws too. I uh, well, I think I think his wife died during the the shooting of Jaws too, so he had to bail for a couple of months. And not long after the movie was released, I think he passed too. So, yeah. What about you, Sam? Um. It's it's a hard decision, you know. It's like every character brings something to the table, you know. Shaw, uh, Robert Shaw, you know, he just he brings the boat, right? So they, they go out to find the shark, and that whole like we're gonna stay out here until we kill the shark. Yeah. Then you know, there's Murray Hamilton, and you know, he kept the beaches open. I mean, the movie wouldn't happen. It would not have happened if you know he closed them, right? It would have been a very different movie. So I mean, like, yeah, you know, you gotta give the MVP to him for you know having the movie happen. But you know, I think in the end of the day, it's just gotta be the hero that saved the day, and that's gonna be Roy Scheider. Mm. The sheriff is trying to save everyone from the mayor, from the shark, from just all the politics of the town, and he goes out there and he kills the shark. So it's gotta be him for me. He just he saved the day. I mean, like, how can it not be MVP? Not a bad choice at all. I mean. Well, like you like you said, every character is bring their own little thing to the table, you know. It's a question. Does anyone have a scene that they wish could have happened? Like whether it was in the book or whether you just something you wish like an interaction between characters or whatever that you just wish could have happened. Not really, honestly. I think it's perfect the way it is. So I, I wish we could have seen what it was originally. Uh, you know the storyboards, you know all the drawings and shit of, uh, you know how much you were supposed how how much you were supposed to see the the shark, and you know all this shark action, big big action sets, and that's one thing I would have. Well, I would like to see. Uh, there, there was one thing I would have kind of liked to have seen in it. It was just the whole scene when they're at the billboard and he's like, uh, oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Get your name in National Geographic. I would have just wished that Hooper would have gone, um, I own National Geographic. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it said he's rich, that his family's rich. You know, if he could have just gone like, why would I have to put myself in my own magazine? Just, just like a flex. Mm. And, and, and you, that would be a flex that would hurt the mayor to his core. True that, true that. Why would I put myself in my own magazine? Mm. I just so, think that's kind of cool. You know? Should we get to ratings? 
Yeah, well, 10, 10, 10. 10, 10, 10 by. Yeah, same. Same for everyone else. <laughs> Pretty sure everyone agrees. Uh, does uh, anyone have anything else to say on the on the magnificent piece of cinema that is Jaws? It changed the world, you know. Seventy-five um, is when it came out, and then shortly after, you start having Grizzly and all those rip-offs of basically Jaws. <laughs> And it's just, you know, without Jaws, maybe maybe there wouldn't be a piranha or, or piranhas or, uh, you know, an octopus or, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a grizzly or, uh, you know, which then those movies led to, you know, the more crazier 80s, 90s movies like uh, Prophecy or uh, mm-hmm. Ticks. You know, it's, it's just a it's like a ladder effect, right? Yeah, sure. Well, sure. All and, starts and, somewhere. And Something to be said about the fact it was the first, you know, blockbuster. Buster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, like that's a that's a whole like genre unto itself now. Well, it's the movie that grossed uh, that was the highest grossing movie until Star Wars too. Yeah, and I mean, well, um, and can you imagine anything that you would, you know, could you imagine anything that would be worthy of knocking it off of that spot other than Star Wars? Not really. No. Not the Little Mermaid, I can tell you that. Oh, no, <laughs> no. Which version? <laughs> the good yeah. one. The uh, new- oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> should we uh, move on to Jaws 2, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water? Yeah. All right, so cue, cue the radio spot or trailer or whatever, and we'll get to it. The legend continues. That's a shark. But no one sees it. And I know what a shark looks like because I've seen one up close. The legend continues, but no one believes it. And you better do something about this one. The legend continues. Because I don't intend to go through that hell again. The all-new Jaws 2. <laughs> See before you go back in the water. Jaws 2. In the West End and all over London. Now. Certificate A. Uh, Rob, you want to go? Uh, sure. We'll... well, I guess I never realized uh, just how terrifying an experience that was for me at five because when Jaws 2 was getting ready to make its great theatrical debut, it's funny, I was really struggling at school at the time, and uh, one of the things that my mom uh, had uh, sort of, uh, I guess, um, baited me with you know if i just could finish out the year without having to go to summer school i would definitely be in that theater watching jaws too <laughs> and so that was sort of an added uh sort of motivational thing for me to just you know finish out you know without having to go to summer school for my parents sake but uh when uh, the summer hit jaws was re-released there's <laughs> so prior so i had a buddy I lived a couple houses for him, and he said, you know, we had both been talking about seeing Jaws 2 forever. And he says, well, you know, we got to go see Jaws first. 
And I'll be honest, man, I was I had some apprehension there. I was like, I don't know if I want to see this in the theater. I mean, because I was only, you know, what, eight, you know, eight years old. And uh, that's only three years removed. And, uh, you know, and so I'm like, I, well, what can you say? I mean, you know, so I'm like, so we went and saw Jaws. And, uh, and I'll be honest, man, about I don't even think I got out of that first Chrissy sequence. And I, I did the whole entire I got to use the bathroom. <laughs> I was starting to revisit some serious beers and I had a hard time getting through it, but I, I got through it. And, uh, but then, you know, skip about a month, Jaws 2 comes out and we went to see that. And I'm telling you, man, I had, I had so much fun with that movie as a kid and it was a totally different experience in Jaws. I mean, you know, it just didn't, it didn't have that same, you know, we're going to go for your gut and just tear it out and, it felt more like, I don't know, like, I don't know, I guess like sequels generally do, but I think, uh, you know, so I enjoyed it. I mean, you know, and I loved it as a kid. I absolutely loved it. Um, you know, the whole water skier effect, you know, skiing effect and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, all the way to lead up to, um, you know, the infamous, uh, you know, death scene there for the ship, poor, poor Bruce too, I guess. Um, Bruce but no, it, was, it, was, it was fun. It was, uh, you know, I, I absolutely love that movie. I love the, the posters and and I remember when Hank Searles came out with his novel and I remember, you know, reading that going, why couldn't it have been the movie been, you know, you know more like this, you know, because <laughs> well, you, you read the novel. Yeah, that was I mean, you know, whenever it came out, I mean, that was a great novelization, but it took added some things in and took, you know, but it took some of the sequences like the water skiing sequence and it amped it up to a degree that, you know, I, I you, you really do wish they could have, would have had the money to do that, you know, because I think it was a miniature yacht. The guy was driving the yacht. His wife was out on the skis. He sees the shark fin behind her. He's trying to wave at her to, to get her to know. And he can't just shake the boat around too much because he doesn't want to lose her off the skis. And, you know, and it's just, I, you know, I love it when he finally does turn back that one time she's gone. And so he kind of slows down the boat. He grabs his rifle. He's got a 22 or something. And then, you know, he's scanning the water, scanning the water. And before he can, you know, do anything, the shark swings up, hits the boat, jars him. He falls, of course, the round is discharged into the air tank, blowing up the boat. And that there's your sequence in the novel. Air and, tank again. Yeah, And I thought, man, what? It, it's too bad the movie couldn't have been that big. You know, and when you and it's, I think it takes place. The the whole kids out on the boats actually is a regatta, and so it's just not that little group of kids. If I remember, it's it's everyone who was in the regatta was out there, and there and there was a fog had moved in, and so some of the kids got isolated, and then so the shark was coming up through. And so you had a fog effect. You had a lot of different things going on. Oh, dude, when, tell me, tell me more, tell me some uh, key yeah. differences. When I remember, I mean, you know. When I remember, I still have it. I mean, I have that book. I can see it right now. I probably ought to read. But I remember too. There was a lot of just added stuff in, you know, uh, about how the shark gets there. And isn't there a mafia thing too going on? Um, you know, there might have been a little carryover from the first book because I know in the first book there was a big deal made about the mafia sub story plot going on. And in the first book too, you also had uh, um. Uh, you also had uh, what's her name having an affair with Hooper. Mm-hmm. Mm, oh yeah, uh, Ellen. Which, oh. which personally, I am glad they did not do. I'm just yeah. 
Glad they did. I don't. I don't think. Well, I. I don't know. Just, well, Hooper dies too in the novel. Yeah. So another key difference, but uh, when it comes to uh, yeah the Jaws two novel, from what I remember reading somewhere, is that the mafia is like helping the town like by doing like sus- kind of weird stuff, uh, recover financially because after Jaws one like no no one uh, ever went to Amity or some shit. From what I, I read, I think something like that. It's like basically like a ghost town. It's ghost. You're, you're, I need to reread it. You're right. I haven't read it in so long, but mm. you know, you probably are more just from what you read. But I just remember the writer Hank just taking certain sequences from the movie and just, you know, I mean, just expanding them to a much larger, you know. So instead of you know. 20 million you're working with 45 million you know and everything is bigger mm. and you know but of course novelizations can always have that fun you know that luxury mm. you know that movie people don't have unfortunately but to get back to your fo- first exposure so you saw it in a theater yep when it uh, came out okay uh ever catch it on television after or oh yeah that was same as jaws i mean eventually jaws 2 had its annual you know, maybe one weekend it was Jaws, and then they would advertise the next weekend would be Jaws too. You know, just when he he thought it was safe. To... But I don't, I don't, I don't think about the commercial breaks quite as much in Jaws two as I do in Jaws one for some reason. I I just I don't know. I'm sure they're there, but so yeah, that would have had plenty of TV viewings. I think I catch Jaws two more often on TV, at least here where where I'm I'm at. I catch Jaws 2 way more than I catch any other Jaws movies on TV. I don't know if it's the same for for you, but I don't know. Jaws 2 was always playing, seems to me. Um, I don't know. Um, Maybe something with the rights. Perhaps uh, someone for uh, television showing. Yeah. I'm going to this for all it's worth mm. yeah uh so for me first exposure to jaws 2 uh it was with this right here oh yeah i mean it's the That's it's beautiful. the exact vhs that i had when i was younger but except now it's the english version but i when i was younger i had the french version um so yeah and uh well shortly after i i watched jaws for the first time uh, I think my dad told me, you know, there's a Jaws 2, you know? And I was like, oh, there's a Jaws 2. And, you know, the, the first one scared me uh, quite a bit. But, you know, I loved, I still love Jaws. But I wasn't sure if I wanted more of Jaws, you know? Just because how, how terrified I was of the first one. So uh, he just showed me, like, the the VHS cover, the VHS art. And instantly I was like, okay, let's do this. I want to see this. I mean, the, 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 it's, it's probably this right here. It's probably my favorite Jaws artwork ever. Mm. Personally, that's just me. But yeah, I, I remember watching Jaws 2 and being the, on, on the edge of my seat throughout it. I mean, uh, just the, the whole water skiing uh sequence uh just the beginning too with the the two people going to find the orca yeah taking pictures and then 
the the theme slowly because you know the the movie opens up and it's this beautiful mellow theme and you see the fish and you know it's quite beautiful to look at but you got this sense of dread that there is something menacing still out there and this mellow theme slowly becomes the jaws theme mm -hmm. and i'll always remember like being so excited when you know the, the shark had a uh, shark attack happened um so yeah i uh, remember thoroughly enjoying it honestly uh loved it since and i still love it to this day is it perfect no but yeah that that was my first introduction to uh jaws 2. yeah uh for me i actually came to jaws 2 kind of late in the game you know, i'd seen jaws 1 i saw jaws 3 tons of times you know and then eventually it was just I think I remember the time. I think it was, I was like, screw it. I'm written all four, you know, and I'm watching them over the weekend. And I did like a little marathon of them. But were, were you just not aware that there was a Jaws 2? You thought it was just Jaws and Jaws 3? <laughs> I know, I knew it was there, but I don't know, just for some reason, I just never, I, ne I never rented it. I don't know what it was. I had, the thing is, I had such a love for Jaws 3, which we'll get into when we get to Jaws 3, you know, flawed as it is. <laughs> mm. But, you know, um, yeah, for some reason, I just kind of ignored Part 2 for some reason. I don't know why. But then eventually, you know, I rented it on VHS and that thing. And it's a really solid entry. But my only issue was with it was really kind of it was the same as Jaws 1. I, I found it too similar to Jaws 1 when I first saw it. You know, o over the years, I've gotten much more appreciation for it. But my first thought was, okay, I've, I've watched Jaws 1. Now I'm watching this. I'm seeing the same guy fighting a shark again. And... Again, people like aren't listening to him and stuff. There was, there was a lot at the time that just seemed like a rehash of what I'd already seen. As I said, you know, as I've gotten older and everything, it's really, it's my second favorite Jaws movie now. You know, back then it was probably my third. After Jaws 3, I guess? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're and weird, so, man. Up for Jaws three, and we'll get into it when we get to it, you know. But um, <clears throat> it's a really solid movie that I wish they could have done more with. It's kind of how it always is, right? Yeah, it's like I, I felt it should have been bigger. It should have been like, like you know, you got like Terminator one. And then you got Terminator 2, and it's taken everything that was good in Terminator 1 and made it bigger. That's what they should have done with Jaws 2, but it seemed like they had Jaws 1 and Jaws 2, same size, same locale, you know. Well, the shark is bigger in 2. Oh, oh yeah. Well, there you go. Big, <laughs> bigger shark. And I did actually kind of like... I like. I remember when when I first saw it. I liked the shark's death better in Jaws two. It, it's my favorite shark death of the whole entire franchise. So, 
well, it's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, um, this thing's dead. This thing's mm. like as dead as a dick. You know, this, this thing ain't coming back. You know, and, you know, parts of it were used as the inspiration on the Jaws ride and everything, weren't they? So. Yeah, well, uh, the Jaws ride began construction right around when Jaws 2 came out, I think. Uh, 78, Jaws yeah. 2 came out in 78. I think two years after, that's when uh, the ride opened. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, Sam. So, kind of similar, but with the first Jaws, except I, I remember... All right, so going back to, like, when I was five, six, seven. During the summer, Dad would put on, like, this movie or that movie almost seemingly almost all the time. Jaws, Think for <laughs> the World, uh, The Thing. Uh, so you can't I, help it. <laughs> you can't help it. So Jaws 2 um, was, like, one of those movies. And, I like, back then, I didn't like it because it felt too long to me. Like, it just, I don't know, it just felt too long before, you know, Brody actually got to the shark. But uh, re-watching it for this... Um, I started like kind of liking it a lot more because you know back then you don't really you know think about stuff, but um you know the older you get the more deeper you kind of think of things, and I started viewing it more psychological, kind of like you know what if he is just going crazy you know I mean everyone else thinks he's crazy he's shooting at a bunch of man uh, uh bluefish like like I don't know he might be a little crazy until you know there's actually a shark out there, but um um. Yeah, I'm definitely. I like it a lot more now than I did then, but uh, I think Jaws three might be a little better. Oh, we'll get shit. to it. We'll get oh, to I, it. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, well, Jaws two. Jaws two is fun. I mean, it's it's pretty much uh, it's a slasher before slasher were a thing. Mm-hmm. It really is. Came out the same year as Halloween, but before Halloween. This movie's pretty much a slasher. If you, I mean, it's a fun ride. I mean, you got kids, dumbass kids on the water, and big ass shark, you know, prowling, and you know, a lot of returning characters too. Well, I wish we could have like gotten um, Richard Dreyfuss, but he was uh, busy sh- uh, shooting um, Close Encounter. That's why. That's why he's away. Uh, like, uh, what is he doing? Uh, he's 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 on some like um marine expedition yeah and like the arctic guy isn't he something like that yeah i think so i think so he's too far he can't come to save the day (laughs) no (laughs) so yeah this movie this movie is just a blast dude i mean it's not perfect and it's not jaws one i mean no nothing is jaws one but jaws two and there there is something about about it man that I don't know. I, there's certain shots too in this in this movie. Like, uh, if you ask me, one of my favorite shots. Um, you know, you get to the, you see the all the teenagers in the in the bar uh, talking, and it's uh, nighttime. And right after that, what you see is a beautiful shot of you know it's nighttime. Uh, you know, the water is all quiet, and you see a boat there, and just the the fin. Coming coming out with the yeah that shit is beautiful got me hooked right away when I was young I'll always remember 
like being like, oh, damn, there he is. You know, that's there's my boy. And (laughs) beautiful, beautiful shot. And it's not the only good shot in this movie. There's quite a few. I mean, this movie pretty much introduced the riding the shark POV thing, you know, behind the the fin super effective you you can see the speed of the shark too when he's like going after the water skier that thing goes fast man i mean it's insane like it's it's more more than the first one but on an like on a fun level you know some some bits can be a bit on the nose but overall it's a blast dude i i I can agree with you, Sam, when you said uh, you found it long. I remember when I was young, I found it really slow and kind of like it overstayed his welcome a bit. But with time and age, you know, it's now my favorite Jaws sequel, too. So Nice. <clears throat> so, yeah, um, soundtrack, too. I mean... Soundtrack again, beautiful by John Williams. Uh, it's not exactly the same soundtrack, uh, but uh, you know the, you still have those happy themes. You know when you see the the kids, and you know just beautiful work again, beautiful work. Um, the shark looks great too. It's like, well, you know by by the, by the time of Jaws too, that's. I mean, the shark really became a, a monster, you know, a movie monster, really. Uh, less of a, a force of nature, if you ask me. You can, you could always, you can, you can almost say there's something unnatural about this shark, you know, supernatural even. Just um, by the, sh- the sheer size, the speed, and everything. Uh, just uh, when you see the the killer whale on the on the beach too uh th- that was a shot at orca by the way for for sure i mean uh orca oh. just came out uh like a couple of years ago and now you know you get this dead orca on the dead uh, killer whale on the beach but just the the massive you know bite marks on the um, on the killer whale and brody like really you kind of feel for Brody in this movie too, you know, losing his jobs and, and you know, he's just trying to protect this town and nobody listens to him. That's yeah. that plays very well for with me, honestly. Uh, it's kind of dumb though that no one fucking believes him. Honestly, uh, <laughs> just baffles me. But I don't know, dude. It's just fun and like the the ending too is. It's tense, dude. It's super tense. I wonder if he got his job back. Well, we'll well, I guess so. I guess he did because in Jaws four, uh, well, apparently he's dead, and there's like a a photo of him in the he, sheriff's office. So. He died of fright. <laughs> yeah. He of the shark, and it killed him via via osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> so. What are y'all thoughts on this movie? You know, it's there. There's uh, well, first, first of all, you you mentioned. Uh, I was just thinking the. I never really thought about that. The orca on the uh, beach, in relation to the film, orca the killer whale. But it's kind of funny because you know you think about you know when when Fulci's zombie came out in '79. 
they kind of took a stab at Jaws via the zombie and the shark sequence. You know, it's like Italy was saying, no, we're the king of the monsters now, you know, you aren't. And then here in Jaws 2, they're taking a stab at, you know, at you know, the orc of the killer whale, which it's kind of funny how that stuff, you know, um, happens. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, you know, you, you talked about the opening sequence is so freaking awesome. Just being down there, you know, with the, what's left of the orc or the, you know, the, the orca, right? Um Right, that is the name of the boat, right? The orca. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It's just, we're talking about orca. Orca, 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 orca. Yeah. Confused for a second. Favorite word. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the, you know, it, I just like. Um, I think I love how everything in the beginning feels so natural in terms of uh, Brody's relationship with uh, with Ellen. You know, they're there at that that celebration ceremony thing where what's her name's got to cut the the ribbon and the balloons and. Just uh, and then of course that segues into the scene you mentioned out there with the water, the still being stilled with the fin and everything. Um, it's so much of it just feels, it does feel natural. It feels like like a, a, you know a sequel ought to feel in ways. I just I don't know. I think you know you. I just wish maybe the end wasn't so. I don't know, cliched in a sense. Like I wish they would have took a different route in terms of a resolution and not necessarily just, you know, I mean, I like how they use the wires of foreshadow early on when, which by the way, you know, you mentioned Halloween, you know, we have two guys in jaws that are, uh, that were in Halloween too. Yeah. Yeah. We have, uh, uh well, um, the dude who and plays, uh, Michael in four who plays, uh, Jimmy and Halloween too. Jimmy and then Hendrix, uh, who, uh, from both Jaws and Jaws Two, he he's in the morgue, uh, uh, doing the, the examining of the of the body that was just uh, crushed by the cop car. Oh, is oh, he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, his uh, that was um, Jeffrey Kramer. Yeah, he's in that scene with Loomis there, just uh, investigating the body there. Yeah, and Jimmy's Lance guest, right? Yeah, Lance Gast, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. I love I love how too you like when you when you're at the Brody house, first time you're at the Brody house and uh you see the uh the barrel that's out there that's got you know, it's got plants in it or something. Oh, but wait, wait, dude. I now that I think about it, we got three. Got two. Dick Warlock. Oh yes, didn't even think about that. Stunts, yeah. Uh, the cage that, scene in the first one. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, so yeah, three isn't that isn't that funny? And you know, a lot of uh, you know the cinematographer on Jaws too. Um, he was a camera guy on Close Encounters of the Third Kind. So there's that Spielberg connection overlapping into the second one, even though he's not he's not doing it. In fact, I think he's doing Close Encounters. Yeah, while while Jaws was was filming, he was doing. Uh... While Jaws 2 was filming, actually, he was doing uh, closing. And I think that's the reason, obviously, why Dreyfus wasn't. He wanted to do. Yeah, uh, Roy Scheider wasn't too happy to to do it, too. I don't know yeah. if you heard about that's this. But it got even physical with uh, the director at some point. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was the reason exactly for that? I mean, what was his, you know creative differences? And he just didn't want to do Jaws 2. But he had, like, a contractual obligation. 
interesting. I mean, you know, they did get a movie out of them. I mean, a lot of characters, like a lot of actors who have uh, contractual obligation, they end up just killing off in the first five minutes. And then they can officially say, well, they're in the movie. So mm. fulfilled their obligation. But like, no, he actually did the entire movie. So I'll perform. Yeah. And he sells good. I, you know, I think Sam brought up an interesting point. I, w- I wonder how it would have been if they would have played the... Um, uh, the psychotic bent a little, just a little bit more. You know, I mean, he had been through a pretty grueling experience in that first movie, and it is, it is a little um, frustrating. Uh, you know how easily the town council just brushes him off. You know, like let's just, just don't. What does Vaughn? What does Vaughn say? Don't push it this time. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, do you realize what just freaking happened? Like just. Do you, do you realize what you told me in the hospital? Like you, your kid was, he was there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it's funny because every time I see that picture, it looks more and more like a shark every time I see it. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. I, I don't know what they were looking at. <laughs> it was a seaweed. I say that. No, oh, no, no, for sure. <laughs> it was more than seaweed in that picture. Yeah. At this point, you know, they would have known, like. Hmm, we didn't listen to him last time, and look what happened. Maybe this time we should. Well, you know, part of that, I think, goes to uh, what's-his-name, though, who's got the hots for for Ellen. He's just looking for a way to get at, and unfortunately, with his scene on the beach, he gets it as a, you know, gift-wrapped. But, I mean, to to think that he, at least in terms of the scope of of how the film is written, obviously... There's, I mean, to, to think that he's actually that full of himself, to think that he's actually going to have a, a shot at Ellen or something, or was, <laughs> or was there a past thing there where he 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 they were dating or something maybe early on? I can't remember if that's in the uh, book I, or not. I, I don't think so. I I don't think so. From what I read online doing uh, researches, uh, my research for this podcast, that's one thing I wondered, and I checked online, and no, there doesn't seem to be anything implying any kind of past relationship or. Anything like that. So. Maybe they dated in high school. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. We need a prequel about Ellen and. Uh... Yeah. Because yeah, it seems like she she her class is more like his level, and the fact that she married, went off and married Brody was like stepping down a little bit. Mm. That, that's how it comes off, you know. That's how he seems to. Yeah, he's kind of full of himself for sure. What a fantastic lady! I don't know what I would do without her. Honey, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> he's like the cousin of a uh, guy in Jaws of Revenge. Hmm? I, I want to believe that he's like the cousin of um, Michael Caine in uh, Jaws of Revenge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? Like, he, my cousin died. I'm going to clap these cheeks for him. Yeah. Well, that's pretty sure what it is, Glenn. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's a very sound theory there. I think that there might be some uh, water in that tank. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's a. I think Jaws two is coming out on 4K too. I heard that. Ugly fucking uh, artwork, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You seen the artwork? See I know. Should yeah. I be worried? Yeah. It's yeah, what happened to the good old days of just giving us like their poster, you know? Yeah. 
especially when it's like our iconic artwork to begin with. Just yeah, just give us what we want. Well, you know, I think you, I think you're right. Well, I, I, the more I think about it, that cover on the VHS you put up, that that might be the most iconic image of the entire franchise. Yeah, the sheer size of the shark on this. It just, you know, even, even I dare say, even more than the original film poster. There's just something, at least in how it's represented on that VHS cover. Because I remember when that poster, there was something like, I mean, who's not going to be in the theater watching that movie? I mean, you look at that poster and you're like, yeah, I'm in there, I'm watching it. It's, yeah, and you know. the, the the tagline too. I mean, it's this tagline has been parodied to death. Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at let's say Blood Beach. You know, just when you thought in the, you, it was safe to go back in the water, you can't get to it. You know. <laughs> God, why can't that movie get a decent, uh, an actual release? Yeah. Man, posters used to be so you know good and simple. Like you know, Alien. It's just the egg. Halloween. It's just you know the mask and like the knife or not the mask, the pumpkin and the knife. And now like every poster has got to be like a Star Wars poster or whatever. Like yep. all the main characters and Adventure all the like, style. Yeah, it's like it's like just you know just be like just be like that poster like that's simple you know he's just standing there and mm. like you know all the monsters behind him it looks like one scene but like now it's all like ten scenes in one poster it's like like come on yeah and the, the the good old days of you know when you know posters weren't just a you know an amalgamation of you know, movie stars on, you know, big faces and shit, and everyone's all packed, crammed in this small space. You know, good artwork, you know, like Jaws 2, to get back to Jaws 2, you know. This shit is like a painting, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least it's not giant floating heads. Yeah, yeah. 90s were the worst for posters. Oh, yeah, for sure. A giant floating head there and call it a day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want I want to mention the the tension that comes with Jaws too. I don't know if you'll agree with me, but having kids, you know, being stranded on the ocean and you know they 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 are ba- basically like drifting away. I mean they they're not sailing any anywhere. I mean all their boats are pretty much like crammed together and destroyed. And just seeing you get you get some shots too in this in this movie that goddamn do I love. I mean, you see the all the the boats together and the kids on it, and you just you see the fin passing right in front of the camera, and the kids are like panicking and oh and screaming and beautiful stuff. I mean, you, you really get a sense of impending doom throughout it, if you ask me. It works so well. It really does. Mm, absolutely. How about that poor, that kill on that poor kid when he's rushed right at the boat and just slams into That's it? That's visceral, dude. <laughs> and even the whole, that whole scene, I mean, when she sees it and she's yells at him, it's a shark, swim faster and faster. I mean, there's, you're just not, I mean, it's, it, the, you know, you look at the shark, you know what I mean, from, you know, the viewpoint, and then you look up and you're like, yeah, you're dead. Oh yeah. yeah, you're not gonna make it to the boat. Well, you are gonna make it to the boat, but not in the way you want to make it to the boat. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> gotta hold on tighter. Shark. 
No, it's it's good shit. It's good shit. And you know, it's just dumb kids being picked up one by one. That's pretty much what it is. Could have been more kills though for the amount of yeah, more kills, not more kids. Sorry, more well, kills I mean, for the amount of kids that we we would, have. You would think though, you know, th- there was a lot of te- tease moments too. Like you know, when that one kid is doing his, uh, oh, what do you call it? When he's got the shoot up in the air. And he just lands on the water, and he's kind of sitting there for mm-hmm. a minute. And then, he, of course, he's pulled up at the last second. And, <laughs> you know, there was a lot of scenes like that where they sort of teased you with, okay, something's going to – no, sorry. Mm-hmm. And even with those kids, well, those kids, I mean, they did a really good job, I thought, of you getting to know those kids. So it's really kind of hard to kill that many of them. I mean, you know, because it's it just becomes harder the better you, you know. I mean, that poor girl, man, that just it, that might have been the most intense sequence of the whole, maybe the whole movie. When she when you're kind of behind the shark and the shark is coming up and she's trying to climb up on the boat and she you could just envision her falling into its gaping mouth. And that poor little talk about uh, just psychological damage. That poor kid watching that that close just sees this girl taken into a mouth, just like right in front of him. I mean that that is brutal, man. That that's a pretty brutal scene. Talk about getting swallowed whole, like uh, Quint said. Yeah, he tried to warn us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I the helicopter scene. What what are your your thoughts on the uh, helicopter scene? Brutal. I feel uh, the, bad for that guy. Did, did did you did y'all see the uh, the deleted scene though? That um, I think it's on the Blu-ray and the DVD. Yeah, I have actually. Isn't there more underwater with him? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know why this was uh, cut though, because it's shark action. You don't cut shark action. But there's one thing you can notice if you look closely during this scene when the shark is coming at the helicopter, dude. Uh, there's a jellyfish in the way of the shark, and he bumps in it. So it adds a realism. So Ooh. why cut this shit? Interesting. I have to go back and see that. Yeah. Should just chomp the jellyfish. Yeah, it adds it adds uh, realism to the movie. Like, okay, this is really the ocean. You know, it's you know you got species living there, living there, and you know going about their day. So yeah, when the shark is coming. From the point of view of the helicopter dude, uh, you can see the shark bump into a jellyfish. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I can't, I'm not sure what came first or it probably, you know, I was talking about how movies copy each other, you know, and everything. I don't know if, uh, Glenn, you remember this, but I remember there being a a made-for-TV movie. I'm almost sure the movie was called Adrift. I'm pretty sure it was called a drift. And it, the basic guy, the basic idea was this poor guy was out there. I don't know why he's out in the middle of some bay in the middle of the night taking some kind of sonar readings for something stupid. But, you know, much larger boat ship comes along and, of course, he can't get out of the way. And so it destroys his boat. He's left adrift. And through the course of the rest of the movie, this one shark comes along and just starts to antagonize him relentlessly and it just sort of it is sort of more of a just a suspense thriller i guess more than anything but it's all about this poor guy just being and you know being antagonized by this shark but at the very end 
they finally there's been a search party out for for this guy, and this helicopter finally sees him at the end, and it's only at the very end when the helicopter is starting to come down. The guy is getting the ladder, I guess, down to the guy, and the guy is starting to get the ladder, and he's starting to pull him up. That's when the shark starts to come up out of the water to grab the poor guy. And I think, if I remember right as a kid, I think the guy in the helicopter reaches, he has a, some kind of flare gun or something, and reaches, you know, leans out and fires it into the mouth of the shark. And, you know, <laughs> end, end of your made-for-TV movie. Um, but that, you know, that always, as a kid, seeing that on probably Monday night, at, you know, whatever, ABC, Monday night, the movies, whatever, that always stuck with me, too. There was a lot of movies I remember like that coming out that they were capitalizing on the Jaws ride. But these movies probably have been lost, you know, forever. We'll probably never see them, you know. I mean, I remember there was a movie about uh, these kids that get locked in a mall and they're terrorized by the Doberman Pinchers, I think, uh, or guard dogs. And it's like a whole night of survival in a mall. Oh, sounds that familiar. Was, what's the, what's yeah. the title of this movie? Kind of like I don't that know. robot version. I don't remember that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that it's was a, it's a robot version. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. But 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 yeah, that adrift, you know. So yeah, just think of the helicopter sequence makes me, you know, think about that movie. And I just wish some of these movies never got lost to. It's the problem with being 53. You can remember back seeing some of these movies that were made for TV way before VHS, you know, came along that could save some of these things. They were just. Who knows where they ended up? Yeah. The, the movie was called Trapped. Oh. Trapped, Trapped 1973. That Locked in a department store overnight and find themselves held at bay by six vicious Doberman guard dogs. 73? <laughs> Damn, that's before So, So that was a re that was a, a re rewatch or not a rewatch, but I mean that that was a replay then much later on, because I'm pretty sure I saw that around seven or eight or so. Right around it was probably the whole Jaws phenomena. They were maybe digging up even older movies and re airing them. But yeah, that was a pretty terrifying movie, man, as a kid watching it. I mean, those Dobermans were terrifying, man, to watch. It was James Brolin too, so Really? Damn. How's that movie law? Is it did it ever get a release? I'm gonna take a look right now, actually. Uh damn, I'm gonna hunt that movie down. In this in the UK is Doberman Patrol. Uh Doberman Patrol. It's kind of It sounds like it's made for kids. Yeah, it's sort of Doberman Patrol. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> Originally aired as an ABC movie of the week in seventy three, it was released theatrically over there. Um, I don't know if there's a physical release of it. Probably not. You 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 remember that uh, the made for TV movie uh, about the big turtle, the giant sea turtle? You remember that? The giant sea turtle that, that ate people. Physical media release, and I found it, and I have it on Blu-ray. I'm pretty sure it's Blu-ray. Uh, oh, what's it called? I'm trying to think of it. It's got a weird title. Which is it? It was riding the the whole wave of um, the Jaws phenomena. You don't remember that, Will? The giant turtle no, that was the, going on. Doesn't sound familiar at all. Is it the giant turtle movie that you know the turtle goes and eats people or eats you know whatever? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's talking about Gamera. <laughs> 
Emra is a very special turtle. Yeah. That's true. Ugh. Maybe he's talking about the Steel King um, one. No, no, never seen it. Is it good, though? It is the longest, most boring movie. I, <laughs> I was so excited because this is like childhood nostalgia. And I, when I put this in and I started to watch it, I'm telling you, I was like <laughs> looking at the TV screen going, huh? <laughs> How long is it? It's not match up with my memories as a kid. But then again, you know, I was a kid, probably fell asleep through most of it, woke up for the best parts, and that's what I remembered. And, so it's, it sucks. And I think I think actually how this movie ends is kind of the same way Jaws ends in the book. Oh, yeah? More of a, well, the turtle gets harpooned so many times, and the hunters, you know, the main hunter who is your, I guess your Quint-like person, he he's caught up in the harpoons and he gets dragged down. And the turtle is so less scary, though, than a shark. I mean. <laughs> how long is it, the movie? Uh, I'm not sure. Go watch Skinner and Rink sometime. You'll change your mind very quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's a long Carl Weathers is in it, though. There you go. That's reason enough to watch it right there. Yeah, I'm going to pass, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Why watch, you know, why watch that when you could watch Skinner Rink, which is probably longer and more boring? It's an experiment, but it's very boring. I I like Skinner Rink. But anyway, let's go back to Justin. Yes. (laughs) Sorry for getting this off track. Oh, no. Sorry. Uh,. So yeah, Jaws two. For me, should we get to ratings, or so we can move to Jaws three, even uh, if I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, Jaws two. Jaws two is a seven out of ten. Rewatchability. Every time I watch Jaws one, I watch Jaws two after. They go hand in hand, in my opinion. Kind of like Halloween and Halloween two. Can't watch one without the other. Yeah, and is it a buy or rent? Uh, it's a buy, and if the 4K is a decent improvement over the Blu-ray, pick up the 4K, even if the artwork fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, me, it's I give it an eight. I like it. Uh, eight, eight buy. Oh yeah. That's pretty much where I'm at, I guess. It's like, yeah, eight is it's it's solid, you know. And it's funny, you know, if you were, you know, if we were to ever ask each other these things out of the blue, just in message conversation, you know, this is different though. We've had a chance to talk through it and being reminded of, you know, some really good sequences and just the the flow of the film. So eight is yeah, eight eight, and uh, you definitely got to buy it. I mean, you got to have the whole franchise, whatever you think of individual films are you are you gonna pick up the 4k run well I'm, now you got me nervous about the artwork i don't know mm. look i have that bad, right? 4k there's that's all i need i i you know and you know and it's funny we talk about the upscale effect right i mean i i'm reminded by this all the time in fact i had a dvd in the other day i can't remember what it was but my wife was like i don't remember this movie looking this good i'm like honey that's the upscale effect 
<laughs> everything's going to look a little bit better now occasionally, you know, via the player, the TV, regardless if it's a DVD or, or, or whatever, it's just going to look better. And so even when I throw in my lousy Jaws 2 on DVD or 3 or 4, I was reminded 2 with 4 even. I mean, it looked great on my TV. I mean, because these are big studio productions, right? Releases. So they're going to look good anyways. So when it, comes, when it comes to Jaws 4, just out of curiosity, do you have the Good Time release or the Universal release? Universal DVD. Universal. I think I grabbed them all up in succession when I must have found them all. And Walmart was having their big Jaws sell off five bucks a DVD. So I grabbed them all because I didn't have the whole franchise. Mm. What about you, Sam? No, was it Good Times? Oh, sorry. Hmm? Huh? It was it Good Times? Uh, yeah, Good Times. Uh, let me... Uh... Super Rare. Got like a different ending. Yeah. Uh, a different ending, really? Yeah. Give me give me a sec. I'll probably give it like a 7.58 kind of thing. If you asked me back then, I would have been like, ah, it's a 2. But now, you know. Yeah, it's like, you know, yeah. You're probably gonna hate me after uh, after the next movie. Uh, oh, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk anymore. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so, uh, did you do uh, your rating, uh, Sam? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what what was uh, your rating? Sorry, I didn't hear it. So. S- Seven point five eight, some somewhere in between there, kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's move on to Jaws three. One aroused your fear like no movie before it. Then, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, two continued the legend. Now, the all-new Jaws 3D. This time, the terror of Jaws will not stop at the edge of the screen. Jaws 3D. Oh, my God. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. All right, Jaws three. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, no. Uh, uh, Who wants to start first? first? First watch. I will yeah. start. The first oh, time yeah, Jaws three. I kid you not. Television, and I loved it. Fuck you. Said before, it's not a good movie. I'm, I'm no, I'm not going to argue that Jaws three is a well-made movie or anything. It's not. It's pure nostalgia for me. I, I just adore it. It's, it's dumb. It, the effects are horrible. But at the same time, I just have a blast watching it. Well, you good know? for you. Yeah. That, that's exactly it, you know. It's it's the sort of thing. It's just mindless, stupid, and I'm I'm cool with that. I'm not. <laughs> oh, all right. Bill, you ready to have your mind blown? Yeah, yeah. go ahead. So, unfortunately. I saw another movie a year before this movie that actually ultimately ruined, I think, my theatrical 
visit to this film in 1983, right? Where 83 Jaws 3 comes out in 3D and all of its 3D glory. Couldn't wait as a kid, 13 years old, go put those glasses on. Because a year before, I went to the theater and saw Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D. And had my freaking mind blown away. That was one of the, maybe the best 3D, early 3D days, right? Um, You know, as a kid, 12, seeing that movie in 3D, I mean, it was just like, I mean, the harpoon coming out and everything. So, I mean, you sort of have the bar set, level of expectation set. So now Jaws 3D comes on. You're thinking, oh, this is going to be insane. I was not happy. (laughs) (laughs) into <laughs> that movie <laughs> because i had been treated to you know at least in terms of how a 12 year old feels sitting there watching friday three you know in its 3d format and then jaws three was just like a huge step down in terms of that first viewing okay now you have to, you know, go many, 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 many years ahead. Ultimately, that movie has become comfort food for me in the sense that if I'm just in the mood to throw something on Jaws-like, but not the original film, I throw in Jaws three for one, one reason. I absolutely have grown to love the relationship between Bess Armstrong and Dennis Quaid on that movie, and I think their performance is that movie it carries that movie it's the heart of that movie and i even think uh sean the kid who plays sean i think um both sean and mike in some of the conversations that take place in that film is very is very believable in terms of who they are as the brody boys now is the rest of the film believable in the sense of what happens in that theme park and everything but I'm just really talking about just the, the characters, you know, because the Brody boys are the only two that are in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> we just have different boys playing the Brody boys, but they're in every movie. Well, and I think, you know, I, I really do. I do think those two are better, feel more natural Although I read earlier today that Dennis Quaid was high on cocaine most of oh, the time. Oh, he was he was fucking that, See, that just really totally destroys so much of my high pedestal I that movie has slowly climbed up the ladder to sit upon. Now it's just like now I can't watch that movie the same anymore. That I read that today and that just that just angers me so much. Why he, is that exactly? Was he, he not happy doing the movie or no, he he just that. Uh, well, it was the '80s, you know, and every every major production had like uh, money for cocaine or alcohol and shit. That's from from what I read. And yeah, people like to get fucked up back in the day. I would I would I would sure be fucked up doing a shitty movie like that. Well, now I think it probably has more to do. By that point, he realizes what he missed out on by not being in Halloween. Because yeah. he was the boyfriend of what's her name there? Um, I always forget her name in Halloween though. But he should have been in Halloween, but he was doing something else at the time. Um, but I mean, it's 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 you know. I mean, you mean Bob? He was supposed to be Bob. Huh? In Halloween, he was supposed to. Bob. Yeah, the, Bob. you know, you know, the, he was he was supposed to be you know in the scene when 
when she's like, uh, uh, you, what, how, whatever that line is, you see what you like. Yeah, I can't remember what the see line. See anything is. you like? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, it, it's in real life. It was her boyfriend at the time. Oh, okay. And he, but he was doing something else. So for whatever reason, he couldn't. He couldn't be in that movie. That's unfortunate. Maybe he was just starting to realize by that point that, you know, his life was ruined because he wasn't in Halloween. Mm, true. More than Jaws. He's got some great moments there with Bess Armstrong. And I loved how, I loved how, you know, there's that point on the beach where, or there's that point where she says to him, look, I'll go with you, you know, or, or after the next one, I think they're going to go to Venezuela or whatever, some study or something. And I always thought, you know, there was an interesting story there that that could have, you know, gotten to. But uh, for me, more than anything today, it's comfort food. But I, I do love the characters. I love how some of it's written really, 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 in spite of some of the overtopness. The shark looks absolutely horrific. <laughs> I mean, oh, which one? It really does. There, there's some. Well, well, yeah, which one? The two of them. <laughs> the two I of mean, them. Look no, but, but I think you know. At least initially, as a kid, it was ruined. Friday the Thirteenth Three ruined it for me because it that had done its 3D so good. Did you see Amityville 3D? And uh, no, I, I, I don't have memories of seeing it. You'd think I would, but because I, I, I know that was about the same time too. There was a whole crop of them that came out. Mm. It was the big 3D moment, but. Somehow I got into Friday three, and I don't know how I did because I was only twelve. But I I have very strong memories. Yeah, I remember ducking when the harpoon came out of the. Oh, the, oh yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember most of this crowd. I mean, ducked. I mean, but you were angry uh, when he came out of Jaws three D. I was yeah because the, the effects were horrible. I mean, in th- the three D was horrible compared to what I had just seen a year ago. Mm. Because that was that seemed like the benchmark, and that might have been the best 3D movie of that whole crop. Mm. Oh well, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, was, yeah. I mean, no, that's, I, I mean, if it wasn't as bad as Jaws 3D, but still. Like, yeah. So what? What about you, Sam? So, uh, all right. So, just kind of like that whole group of movies, you know, five to seven, you know, and then you know, onward, right? But starting at five. There's a whole group of movies. Jaws 3 is one of them. Except instead of it being uh, how how Dad uh, put it, being at uh, how'd you put it again? It's comfort the, food. Yeah, comfort food. It was a little more like I put it on, and it's like I could probably like lip sync, like not lip sync, but you know, like I could just like start quoting Quoted, what people are yeah. saying. Yeah. Um. I really, I, I really like this movie. Okay, oh. I know you don't like it. I <laughs> like it, and you know I get that there's some cheesy stuff into it. But I guess how I view it is that you know in the 80s and 90s and whatnot, there's a bunch of like cheesy movies out there, where I kind of view, um, I view uh, Jaws 3, kind of like the same way I view the stuff. You know, very similar with how like they're all you know cheesy to you know their own uh you know respected rights and whatnot. Um, but like, there's like a, there's also a lot of moments in Jaws 3 that are like, actually like really nice and well made, like, uh, yeah, the, the scene, ending, the critic, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> when, uh, they're in the water and like the sharks coming to get them and then the dolphins go and save them. And then the shark kind of like, you know, gets up on the water and they're escaping it. That whole scene with the music and whatnot. It's like, yeah, you, that music is great. That Alan Parker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but like Look, why I'm laughing. Uh, yeah, I know why. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll we'll get to the music uh, a bit later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that. Now, what about what about you, Will? What, what happened the first time you watched this movie? Uh, first time I watched this movie was probably I I, I saw Jaws one and two around the same age. Uh, my parents didn't own three and four, so no, actually no, no, they owned one, two, and four, not three. Because huh? <laughs> uh, not because they didn't like it or anything. Well, it could have could have been the reason too, but um, it was uh, super rare to come by in the VHS format in French here. Honestly, I've never seen it even in thrift store or anything. So um. Yeah, I watched Jaws, Jaws 2 and 4 around the same age, same time. Probably even the same year or month. You know, I was super into Jaws. So. Uh, then a couple of years later, uh, I was... I think I had like um, a school exam or something. And my parents were like, if you want, if you, you do good, if you got good grades, you know, you can rent a movie, you know, of your choice. And... I went I went to the to the video store and rented Jaws 3. They actually had a copy, no jacket at all. So I had no idea what the poster looked like. Just plain plain VHS of Jaws 3 in French. So yeah, uh, man. Boy was I disappointed. Cuz I I I knew nothing about it. I didn't even knew it took place in um you know uh an aquatic park, yeah, that's Sea World actually, the real Sea World. It's weird, but uh, yeah, I didn't know anything about this movie, and I just remember being like, "What is this? Like, what? It's." I was so so disappointed, and actually, I found it super boring. And I remember like, um, fast forwarding throughout it because <laughs> I, I was like, "No, I can't do this." And I was young, dude. I was young and still, like, couldn't, just couldn't do it. There's something about this movie. Even, like, the beginning, like, from, from the get-go, like, the, the effects are so awful. Just when the, the shark, uh, like, bites uh, fish and only half of it is, like, floating toward you. <laughs> Man, that that looks ridiculous. It's so bad. So, so bad. Uh Back in the days, I couldn't care less about any of the actors in this movie at all. Uh, the only thing I remember liking was the score, and then I discovered that the score is actually ripping off a bunch of shit. So, <laughs> Ann Parker didn't really do it for me after uh, a certain point. I'm still on the vinyl, though, but you mean, I mean, it's more as comfort food sound wise, you know. I never watched Jaws three personally. I own, uh, I own a T-shirt because I love when I finally when internet got around and I had access to a computer and everything. Uh, that's one of the first thing I remember doing. You know, uh, well, I was growing up, so first thing I did was I typed in like big tits, you know. But <laughs> after afterward, uh, it was Jaws three. You know, I wanted to see what the poster looked like, and to this day, I love this poster. I really do love this poster. The third dimension is terror. I even own a shirt with the poster on it. Uh, I, I like the poster more than the film. You know, that that tells you enough right there. 
and uh yeah so jaws 3 was a complete disappointment for me and it remains a complete disappointment to this day maybe maybe you would have liked it if the jacket was on it when you first watched it maybe you would have liked it then because you're like i don't think so i own the i own it on vhs and blu-ray and dvd and it still doesn't does it for me so (laughs) and uh I get it. I, I, I remember like being angry, not not as, uh, for the same reason as you, Rob, though, because I didn't see this in the theater. God bless. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember being angry because uh, when the movie was done, like when the movie was over, I was like, "That is such a good concept. That is such a good idea. Mm. What a, a place to set a Jaws film. You know, it's really brilliant idea. You know, and to say that they they were supposed to do uh, Jaws three people zero, which would have been like a more of a yeah. comedy, and you know they just couldn't pass on this idea of setting you know a Jaws movie in SeaWorld, which is super weird that SeaWorld like ex- allowed it to be filmed there. I mean, it's not good publicity. I mean, first of all, it's a complete shit show. Second of all, no one wants to see like. A shark eating people in SeaWorld. I mean, <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, I remember being completely disappointed uh, disappointed by the, the sheer fact that you know it's such a good concept and nothing is done with it. I mean, there's close to no kills at all, no tension. The shark looks fake. The effects are terrible. Uh, well, you think a lot of that will is um is uh, I mean. Is there an appropriate 2D version that doesn't, you know, look like it was taken from a 3D? No. That's I wonder problem. if that's, you know, part of the problem. It doesn't solve everything, obviously, but I wonder if that's just part. Because you're not, no matter how bad they might have been, I mean, you're not sitting in a theater with, you know, seeing it in its original presentation. Um, and you could have, I mean, I mean, had I never seen Friday 3, I don't know what I would have thought about Jaws 3. My love for Jaws might have overrode some of the other things, but because I saw Friday, I I, I at least was told for a moment the, the, this is what 3D ought to look like, you know, and uh, and that's yeah, not your, what, your standard was set with right, and that's not what I what, what I got for um, <laughs> that. Now now what about the score though? How I mean I understand John Williams only did one and two. And yep. you had two different guys do three and four. Yeah, Alan Parker and is Michael it, Small. Isn't 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 the Williams score in terms of the base theme? Only, I mean, isn't it just like part of Jaws? So like, it doesn't matter who your composer is, they they have to use that. Or I I think so because on every single uh, jacket of uh, is it like Jaws two, three, four? Uh, the first thing that's written on the the back of the sleeve uh, is usually uh, Jaws theme by John Williams. And even if you look online, if you were to buy digitally um, the soundtrack of three or four or two, uh, not two, sorry, three or four, um, when you see the composer, let's say Jaws 3 will be every track and Alan Parker. But when you have the Jaws theme, it's Alan Parker and John Williams. Even if he had nothing to do with the score itself, the the key the key uh, 
musical musical um, how did I say it uh, the key musical part of the Jaws theme is John Williams always. Right. And what what would be Jaws without the Jaws theme too? So it would be. Shot. I do I do think that's probably the best sequence in the entire movie in terms of the use of the the music and the. Well, it's 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 twofold for me. Well, when when they're trying to race to the surface and the shark is coming right up behind, and just the moment that fin breaks the water with the music, but then there's that split second where the camera pans back at Bess Armstrong, and then you see where the shark is, and again you think she's dead. There's no way possible, and yet somehow the dolphin gets to her and she's mm. taken out. You know. That, that that does and I, I i always just overlook that that but but i i do think to myself like you're so dead because the shark is nearly on top of her already and then by the time the camera pans back you know okay well the dolphin now arrives and that shark should have already had her down there chopping on her but it's you know and you... and honestly what 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 makes uh this movie so such a disappointment for me too is look at everything jaws and jaws 2 had going for them uh let it be like characters uh action cinematography score uh effects too jaws 3 is a down downgrade for all of it it does everything the shittier honestly <laughs> So I don't understand how you can go from something that worked well, especially with not one movie but two movies, and have have something like that being approved and released to the public. It's it really baffles me. Well, the problem is they keep cutting well, the budget. Well, isn't it, isn't Jaws three the only one that's not officially Universal production? Uh yeah yeah it is the uh yeah because it was Lad, uh right? Lad, Lad's production company did it yeah and even Canon had their hand uh on the, all over this movie I'm not surprised oh uh, yeah it shows yeah it kind but of I mean, you know I I still I still like I said for me it's 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 something about it it's it there's just comfort I don't know, I don't know it's comfort food for me I I just love I love the, the dialogue between. Bess Armstrong and Dennis Quaid, and I can just see—I can just see, you know, leaping even off of two, I guess, but even off of one, more more so one. I can go into even with all of this flaws, I can walk into Jaws three and go, yeah, these are the Brody boys. I, I can see it. Sean is freaked out, doesn't want to go in the water. Mike's gotten over it; he was older anyways, and even though he doesn't work in the water per se, he has a relationship with someone who does. And that does actually come through kind of nice too, because he doesn't want he doesn't even want to jump in the tank with her and the shark, but eventually he does just because he wants to be next he wants to be with her. But so even with him, there's that fear that that fear of what has traumatized them as kids is playing is still playing with them, which yeah. is kind of it's, it's interesting. So there are there are some thematic things that that do work. In, in light of some of the other difficulties, perhaps, which we'll see with the fourth part as well. One, one more thing that really bothers me, too, is the fact that who the fuck hires a DP, uh, sorry, a production designer, a PD, to direct a movie? Joe Alves was a production designer. He's right. not a director. 
He worked even on Jaws. He was a production uh, production designer on Jaws. Right. As well as Escape from New York and Close Encounters. Yeah. But he he can direct for shit. Why why would you hire this dude to be to direct a movie? Because he was willing to do it for how much they wanted to spend on it. <laughs> is it is it really? I think so. I mean, um, you know, it was a much lower budget part on or two. So, um, well, you know, they had to give a certain amount to the director, and the majority of it had to go to. Well, actually, well, all right. So here's like the pie chart, right? There's a sliver of it that goes to the director. Then there's like a huge, there's a big chunk of it that goes to Dennis Quaid, and then a really big chunk that's for the coke that's for Dennis Quaid. So, yeah, I mean, yep. like. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but you know, they gotta, they gotta, you know, get the best actor. You know, they gotta keep him there somehow, right? I mean, like, what if they didn't get a skulk? Maybe they had to find a new guy to play him, and it would have been a worse. I mean, like, at least it was Dennis Quaid. Well, I don't see how it could be worse than it already is, but it could have voodoo. It could have voodoo. The oh, shark wow. could have been a voodoo shark. It could have oh. been the first sci-fi type movie. Four, four is better. Four is better. I'm sorry, four is better. Oh, four is a, a legitimately we'll, better film. We'll get to it, and I'll explain to you why four is better. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, any other thoughts um, on really, anyone of hands? I really like. Um, all right, so first time watching it, I really liked the plot twist that the shark that they caught was just a baby shark, and the mom sharks in there like. You know, if if the mom shark like started like busting up Kate and not cages, like, windows and whatnot, and then people started like drowning and maybe like some of them got out and then the shark ate them or whatever, that would have been like you know ten times better. But like that whole idea that like oh my god, there's a baby shark. Oh no, there's a big shark out there. Ah! You know that's a, that's a nice idea. But like yeah, I see. You know it could have been better. But that's yeah. like how a lot of things are. Always could have been better. And no, I mean, there's close to no kills in this movie. I mean, even even when the, um, you know, with the uh, the ski stunts, uh, the skier the, that does the, all the stunts and shit. I mean, there's not even one kill. Not even one. I mean, you just see the, see the shark going after him. They all fall in the water. Shark go right past, right past them. Nothing happens. Like, what the, what? <laughs> How awesome would it have been if that freaking shark would have come up with its mouth gaping wide open and just took a couple right off their little tire floaty thing, their, their tire boats or whatever? Yeah, Bumper boats. That yeah, been... and, and no, no one dies too at this this in this part. I wonder how much of this could have been saved it, had they not gone the 3D route and just went standard 2D film and just put that money towards to effects. Yeah, that's what and they more, should more kills and i mean because i think the template for this film correct me glenn is it the template for this film revenge of the the creature from the black lagoon because yeah pretty much it was held in an aquatic park and then escapes and there's a little bit of an amok thing but not much but i don't know how many times they've done that throughout yeah i i, I think like what you said well the the main problem with three is the potential was there, but it was never realized. You know, and it is a shame. You know what? I'm going to go so far as to say this. 
if ever there was a Jaws movie that could do with being remade, Jaws three. Maybe it's Jaws three. Yeah, I mean, because um, you know, the idea of a of like a rogue shark loose in like Sea World is kind of freaky. You know. Yeah, the, 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 I'm, I'm surprised that I can't think, I don't know about you guys, but I can't think about any other movie, well, shark movies, uh, for that matter, that, that is set uh, in, an, in a, a park. Uh, I, I don't think so. Um, well, there was one made where they took place in a trailer park, but that was because they got flooded. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I was just thinking, you know... There's a low kill. There's a, like a low kill count in this movie that I'm thinking about, and the potential was super, super high, and they just didn't go it. The bag, that movie, that movie could have gone places. Like the whole scene at the end where they're on the beach, and the Meg's like about to swallow all of them up, but then just gets distracted. It's like, oh, come on. It's the, like, uh, the Meg is the, the same, yeah. Oh, well, part two's coming out, so it'll probably be in there. It should yeah. Be. Well, I know Jason was really upset that uh, they didn't go more blood and guts on the beach with the, the with the carnage. So maybe if he had some positive input on the second one, there's there'll be a little bit more carnage. Yeah. Hopefully, but hopefully it's not just about the shark and that and the squid fighting each other. Yeah. All I know is if it's if it's even remotely based on the trench, which it's supposed to be, it'll be a good movie. Because I mean, honestly, the Meg novels are really good. Yeah, there's there's quite a few of them. I think there's about six now. Yeah, wow. just I've only read the first one. Yeah, just looking now, it looks like Jaws three is the only one set in a any type of like park. Yeah, and I, I'm quite surprised, honestly, because man, what a what a good idea, honestly. Yeah. Unless, hold well, on. Well, in 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 Jaws, Jaws unleashed the game, PlayStation Two game, and Xbox did Jaws three better than than uh, did Jaws three better than Jaws three actually, because in the game you go, uh, you play as the shark, and there is a certain point in the game. Is it the beginning or toward the end, maybe, where you get into a water park? And you're, you know, you're fighting orcas and you you eat uh, tenants there and like it's, it's super cool and gory and kill. Well, you kill you kill a bunch of people, you know. But you fight dolphins, you fight orcas, and you know it's everyone's like super panicky and shit. So Jaws Unleashed, a video game, did better Jaws three than Jaws three. Hey, here's here's an idea. Let Aja do a remake of Jaws three. Oh yeah. I, I I would pay to see that. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Who is who is that again? I I'm I, my mind's just Aja. Aja. Alexander Aja. Alexander yeah. Um Piranha remake. Um High Tension, uh Oxygen was the last one he did. Crawl. The Gator oh, okay. Film. okay. Yeah. So Glenn, yeah, uh explain to me why you like this movie. <laughs> Nostalgia. That's it? That's it, really. I mean, you know, I have good memories of it from when I was a kid, and, you know, I still get that when I watch it now. But well, I, I can say that it's not a good movie. 
Well, Rob, I guess when you say comfort food, in a way, it's nostalgia too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't know what about it. It is so weird. It's like, like I said, if I'm just in the mood to throw jaws, that is the first one that goes in. But now, if I'm in like a real mood for jaw, I mean, obviously, I the original's in and it gets played a lot. But before I put in two or four, I put in three. It's just I don't know what it is. I, I think it's a lot of it is. It might be some of it is nostalgia a little bit but like i said my theatrical view was not good because of just the 3d was a real downer for me but uh maybe you catch it, it a bunch on tv um, no, dolphins. probably <laughs> um, probably i mean you know but like you know like you know here's here's two here, here's the one thing would like if you were really serious about if spielberg were to really bring jaws back i think personally my own personal feeling is i think the greatest thing to do i think is bring dennis quaid and bess armstrong back as the elder brody family with their own kids living somewhere maybe you know, i don't know if it has to be venezuela but somewhere totally different somewhere new somewhere fresh they're the family they're the brody family and you you know and you introduce a predator into the area that you know maybe it's not as obvious as a shark initially there was a book i read um, when I was a late teenager, I think called um, Riptide, and it had to do with a um, a, uh, a shark that had taken up residence off the coast of this one town. But this uh, your main protagonist was a detective who had escaped, kind of like Brody, I guess, but escaped the big city, was looking for a quiet place to settle down because he had just he was uh, he had just taken down a serial killer and had a really baggaged past, and so seemingly suddenly these people start coming up missing and so the thought is from his perspective is oh god here we go again i don't want to do this i just i don't want to deal with this and then of course somewhere there's a transitionary point in the book where you suddenly realize it is of course a shark that's killing people and so him and this girl that he gets hooked up with they become sort of the uh the front line of uh trying to you know one convince everyone else that it's a shark and then how do we catch this thing sounds pretty familiar it's yeah. it's called tie yeah i know i know that book but but and here's the thing there's one scene in there i'll never forget is and it's one of those you know isolated moments where you know this one guy you know him and his wife i guess are having a fight and he gets you know he gets all upset he storms out of the house he goes down to the dock He's sitting there, you know, with his feet dangling in the water, contemplating their marriage and all and everything. You know, this kind of stuff you can do in a book. And then, boom, man, you know, from the perspective of the shark, that it's coming. And this guy has no clue, man. It's just nighttime. He's just raw, sitting with his feet dangling in the water. And all of a sudden, this monster just comes right up, snaps onto his knees, pulls him off the dock. And I'm like, I always thought, how great of a moment in a movie would that be, man? Oh, yeah. You know, and so, I mean, there's things that you can do. I mean, you know, like, but I always thought, you know, I don't know what where they are today. I know Dennis is still going at it, working hard. I don't know what Bess is doing, but uh, that might be, you know, a way of kind of bringing the old Jaws back, but pushing it. But I, who knows if Spielberg would ever even. Almost walk. kind of, that might be a requel. That's yep. the next yeah. one. Well. That's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting thing about that book you mentioned. Um I know the book. It's actually a sequel, like a about, about three books away from the relic. Really? Oh, yeah. it's part of the same. Uh... It's the same universe. The the 
like cop in it. It's like a guy named Pendergast. Yeah. He's Holy like, smokes! I can't even think of that name till you said it. Yeah, he was in. Uh, he was in the Relic. He was in the the book, the Relic, and its sequel, Reliquary. And then it went more like into like serial killer type stuff. And then, man, you just blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. The same relic that like um, the, the, that the became a movie. Thing. Yeah. In the like museum. With, wow. Museum. Here's, here's here's the funny wow. part. Will you want to know the end of the book? Yeah. So just as they think they've got an idea to get this shark, a hurricane moves in. Wipes out everything, resets everything. So they figured they just assume, well, shark must be gone now. I mean, it's not going to be around here anymore after this massive storm. But you know, as the reader, the shark, is, the shark's confused, doesn't know where it's at initially because of the storm, but then suddenly starts to realize, wait a minute, there's something familiar about this hunting ground. And what did you know? At the main girl who was with the guy. She decides before their lunch date or something at the very closing pages of the book, she goes out for a swim, and of course, the shark comes along, and, and that's that's how it goes. So it's like, Way man, to I go. can't believe it never got made into a movie. Is there a sequel? Um, I think so, but I don't think it uh anymore on like that particular storyline. I think it goes off on like you know the further adventures of Pendergast or whatever. Interesting. Oh, Glenn, you yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been thinking of this theory throughout this whole Jaws thing of how, like, it's all connected, right? You know, being like the whole conspiracy guy with, uh, you know, all like the the uh, lines and whatnot connecting. I'll, I'll say the theory after we're done with Jaws 4. And, you know, once we're all, like, done with Jaws 4, then uh, I'll uh, unveil my uh, theory. All right, sweet, sweet. Uh, so ratings for our three? Two, two, bye. What? Two, two, bye? So no rewatchability? I mean, you know what? Okay, I'll, 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 I'll be honest. Two, five, bye. Cause I, cause I rewatch it and I have a good time, but it's not a good movie. I'm not pretending it's a good movie. Well, if you were to go over five, uh, we're done, you and me. I mean, <laughs> oh, uh, for me, it's uh, man, I won't give it a zero because it's Jaws, but like one, two, and bye if you're a completist, if you're a dumbass like me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really think this through. Um, <laughs> I get. I guess I'll play the part of a realist here. Um, Are you saying uh, I'm not a realist? <laughs> um, let's see. Let's. I'm gonna be overly generous here. Um, Six five six point five. Damn. <laughs> six point five ten on the rewatch because it is comfort for me all day long. 
And you have to buy it because it's Jaws, not because you're a completist, because it is Jaws. There are four movies, and as much as I hate the fourth one, I own it and I watch it. You got to. It's Jaws, plain and simple. Jaws. So, 6.5, 10, buy it. So, uh, I'm triggered. I've, I've never seen it in 3D, so I, I, you know, I know it's a 3D movie. I can't, I, I've never seen it in 3D, so I mean, like, you know, I can't give it the, you know, the full experience, right? But, uh, the well, memories I've had There's with not the, much of an experience there, anyways. The memories I've had with this movie, the times I've had with this movie, I'm gonna have to, you know, I'll be nice, because I would make it higher. I'll be nice, I know, Will, you don't like this movie, so I'll be, I'll be nice. Um, I'll give it a 7. Because I just, I really like this movie. Like, if I had to put a Jaws movie on right now, just for the, for the, just for the laughs and giggles, it would be that one. If I wanted to watch something maybe serious to, like, actually, you know, have a serious movie on, it would be Jaws, the, the first one. But, like, if I want a movie on in the background and, like, lip sync it and just, you know, have a good time, it's going to be Jaws 3. I'm and sorry, you know, Will. You know, Sam just said something that made me think about something, guys. Not not to go back and retread, but but there's one scene in the first film that we never even talked about. I couldn't believe we didn't talk about the two guys on the dock, man, throwing the meat oh, out there. Beautiful. What yeah. a freaking phenomenal job of never seeing the shark, but being terrified by that piece of dock. The dock when it turns and the the, the soundtrack kicking. That's genius. How oh. we miss that? that was genius. Yeah. Well, genius. Yeah. All right, so uh, you're all wrong. But, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm the right guy to listen to anyway. I mean, it's bad. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's move on to Jaws 4. Finally, something good. It feels no emotion. I want you to get out of the water. It does not kill for pleasure. They spend half their lives looking for food and the other half eating it. They don't care what it is. And it has never singled out a specific human victim. Not food he's after. Until now. Lorraine Gary and Michael Caine. Jaws. The Revenge. (laughs) This time, it's personal. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, July 17th at theaters everywhere. Rob, first experience, first uh, exposure to the oh my God, the greatest I, movie of all time. I wish I could tell you. I have abs. You know, on the one side, I I would be shocked to find out someday that I that I did see it in the theater or I never did see it in the theater because I have no recollection of seeing it in the theater. But I would be shocked not to have seen it in the theater because it was Jaws. What's the What's the year on this? Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. So I'm seventeen. Okay, you know, I was getting close to. I had a lot of a lot of terrible crap in my life going on at that time. So chances are I didn't see it in the theater. So I probably first time I can't tell you when I saw it first. It was probably on VHS. I probably rented it in the VHS store. Um, and easily for me, it was the bottom of the barrel for me. I mean, I never. I think for me, the the most cringiest part of this whole movie is is Ellen Brody. <laughs> And the only thing I can compare this to to be relevant is how god-awful Jamie Lee Curtis is in in the first two new Halloween movies. I love her in three. I love her in Halloween ads. I don't know. That's just what I expected her character to be. But to see her and how Ellen Brody is so cringy and how – dude, when she just about – 
falls apart in the kitchen trying to make the roast and doesn't know what to do with the pots and pans. And I don't know. There's just like one cringy moment after another with her. And I I don't know. Lance Guest is he's okay as 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 Mike. Um, and Sean, of course, I think for me, all these years later, easily the greatest moment in this entire movie is the opening scene with with Sean going out for the log. That was so, you know, we talk about Jaws 3D, right? In terms of concept, even Will says, conceptually, it's a great idea. How do you start a movie with such a great opening scene? It's Christmas time. You got the carolers practicing. This is, talk about new ground in Jaws. It's December. You got, you know, I don't know how believable it is. Is Sean, is he the sheriff or is he just a deputy? Deputy. Deputy, yeah, but I guess so. So for him to have to go out there and 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 why is this log even important where it is? I don't know why it's even important. Why the log? Needs to <laughs> I, I don't us. know either. But, I but like it. <laughs> it's a great. It's 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 a workable way to get him out there. But and that attack sequence is one of the more memorable ones in the entire franchise, hands down. I agree. But that. But in the minute that. The minute they decide to leave Amity and go to the Bahamas, it all goes downhill. I really wish they could have thought out a create a creative way of keeping it in and in Amity, despite it being December. Surely you could have figured out four to five ways people would have died to this shark, even though it's December. But I got to ask you, though, because uh, so it's an issue that four doesn't take place. In Amity, but is it an issue for you that three doesn't take place in Amity? No, because I think for me, and this is what I tried to say before. I think for me, the the Dennis Quaid and uh, and the other kid who plays Sean, I think they're so believable as the Brody boys that it's believable that you know they're off doing other things far and away away from away from Amity. Mm. I think for me, just her, Ellen's whole, and to to get up to the very end of the movie where she rams the harpoon of the this boat thing into the, I I mean I don't know I, I just, <laughs> and Mike knowing full well the history of what they've gone through. And I get it. They try to sell off the idea that he's that he's uh, struggling with knowing that he they're dealing with a shark. There's a shark in the area and what this would do to his mom and everything else. I don't know, man, just just but not, but now I know, too, you're going to bring up the novel and there's a lot of other stuff to consider and think about. But again, just like Jaws 2 novelization, it's 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 terrible that conceptually you can have so much fun in a novel but somehow it you can't bring it to film and so i think for me what really hurts is it's not just they it's not that they leave amity it's just that the shark follows them from amity all the way to the bahamas and it's <laughs> and michael kane's character too is just absolutely god awful to watch through the whole, for, the whole movie. <laughs> he is i never but but she's more cringeworthy now lance guest i think does a pretty adequate job as, as Brody boy. Um, and Sean, for what little time we spend with him does well too. And like I said, he is part of one of the great 
great shark kills of the entire franchise. I just wish they could have kept because I'll, I'll give you this, Will. There is there does there is more there is more continuity going from two to four, but I think for me that continuity is lost the minute you leave Amity. Well, well, three was basically ignored too. Uh, when it comes to four, like three isn't canon, you know. It's so yeah. Uh, I, I I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Absolutely. But so so are you s- capable of enjoying this film still? Or? Well, <laughs> actually, actually, I the last time I watched it, which was this week, because I revisited them all, was probably <laughs> I probably got the most enjoyment as I've ever gotten. Because I really wanted to pay attention to it, like I, I usually don't, and that's why I think I'm a little bit angry about her cringeworthy, because that came even more across to me. But then I was seeing other things that I really did like. I love that opening sequence with the whole Christmas, and I even thought to myself, I tried to come up with a list of four or five ways people could have died in December by this shark. And you could have done it if you would have just had a good writer and thought it out through. It could have been brilliant. And you could have just capstone the whole thing and then everyone would have forgot about three. And it would have been a beautiful thing for Will's world. <laughs> well, uh, well, if uh, if I may say so, uh, I don't know if you were aware of, of that, but, you know, you, you're talking about the old uh, opening sequence. Uh, you know, the, the the at the very beginning of the opening sequence you see uh like underwater pov shot of the shark and shit uh i think it was either on tv or certain theatrical showing that had um a narration throughout this scene where you see the uh the point of view of the shark uh going through uh coming to amity uh there's a quite a long narration that was uh, partially lost for a while and uh, got found a couple of years ago. So check this out if you, you're interested. It's like big-ass narration of, a, you know, there's an eating machine and shit. Okay. I, th- I swore you were going to say it was a narration from the shark's point of view. No, Steve. no. That had been the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> So how do you see this? I mean, how do you see this, Will? YouTube. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the other thing you find out early on, too, is uh, how how terrible, bad uh, polluters they are. You even see all the junk at the bottom of that? Oh, yeah, dude. Tires, and I mean, it's just a freaking... No wonder the sharks are freaking pestering them. They just, they're polluters. Yeah. I, I, I really like the... Uh, though it doesn't make sense, because when... You know, during this whole scene, uh, like POV shots, uh, sometimes the camera like goes over the water, so the shark is like what, like swimming oh, yeah. with his head on top of the water. Like, doesn't make sense, but um, I like the the gloomy feel of you know the light of the moon coming through the water, and that uh, that's how you can actually see the you know all the the shit that lays there at the bottom of the the ocean. I I thought. I thought it looked pretty good, honestly. So, uh, yeah, so your first uh, exposure was the VHS, I guess? Probably. Okay. What about you, Glenn? Uh, I'll I'll, I'll go last, because I got quite the story. 
Oh yeah. My first, my first thing was VHS, and when I first saw it, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I've watched this movie for like an hour and a half, and I've seen like like one person get eaten by a shark. It, it's a very low body count. As I've gotten older, it's grown on me. And I honestly believe if you were to end it after that first kill and just do it as a short, that that would be a brilliant short film. Um, essentially, this movie goes from being a movie about a killer shark to a man's quest to clap the cheeks of a widow. <laughs> Well, that is that is the entire plot of this and, movie, and he's pr- uh, he's probably uh, smuggling cocaine, maybe even uh, probably. Even, uh, well, I, I'm sure he's smuggling uh, drugs and shit, like big ass plane. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, he's got like he's pretty. I'm sure like he brings uh, Dennis Quaid his, his coke. Exactly, <laughs> dude. There you go. Perfect, perfect thing for the, for the sequel. Cocaine shark. All, all the cocaine that was in the boat when it crashed at the end infects a shark. In the plane, you mean? Yeah, and it yeah. goes insane. Um, I agree. They they should they should have kept it in Amity, and they should have kept it in the winter. Because think what you could do with like a shark kill at the end, utilizing like ice. Yeah, but no one no one would go swimming. The crazy people would, but you know, yeah. Because the water, water is too cold, so it would be tough to have some kills. You got polar jumpers, polar the, water jumpers, whatever Nordic you call people. Yeah, dude, just just have it attacking boats. Yeah, but can you imagine the budget though? Down boats, you know. Maybe it's a ghost shark. And people do scuba dive in intensely cold water, right? Mm. I mean, they scuba dive in the Antarctic all the time, so you could have had a scuba diving scene. Oh, that would. Yeah, maybe picking up the the junk that lays. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you, you could even had you know let's revisit the orca scene. Send a couple divers to decide to you know see if there's anything left of that all these years later. You know you mm. could have had a you know a great nostalgic moment there you know there too. I mean there's you could have divide despite it being December you could have come up with ways. Yeah. To get people in the water. An interesting setup too. I mean uh, Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. That's awesome. Love that. I mean, but is it is it is there enough Christmassy things to consider this movie Christmas movie though? Yes. Well, let's say this uh, last Christmas on Body Bags, I covered it for a Christmas movie. Yeah, but it's like what, ten, fifteen minutes of Christmas? I mean, there's once you get to Bahamas, there's nothing Christmas, right? Well, no, no. It's still over the Christmas time. It just happens to be in the Bahamas now. Cause yeah, yeah, but you don't you don't see lights, you don't see trees, you don't see anything. It's like that yeah. would that, that you don't see anything that would make a, a Christmas movie a Christmas movie. There's, I mean, how much stuff's in Die Hard? You know, but people still call that a Christmas movie. Yeah, but it, uh, it's not. Uh, I I don't get the feeling that Jaws four takes place uh, on the, on the one day or even one week. I think it's more of over a month or so. so <laughs> I, you know, I consider it a Christmas movie. Mm. Well, not me, not me, but I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But that makes it enjoyable. 
Yeah. Because it's different. And it adds a, a weird vibe to it that you're not used to. It's like it's the only thing making me jolly about it, honestly. Since it's Christmas. But do but do just when you I I love the how they utilized uh, that's one thing that's one scene I love uh, you mentioned uh, the opening scene when Sean uh, gets attacked uh, the fact that you know it's edited so you hear the the chants and you see the people chanting and you hear like the, the deafening sounds of like Sean yeah. screaming and it cuts back to one and the other it's really good in my yeah. opinion it, it's really effective was he when he was killed by the shark was he pulled underwater afterwards eventually yeah because i thought wouldn't it be a neat just idea for him just to like get his arm bit off and just bleed out in the boat no but the 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 boat was sinking i know but i mean you know imagine it's not oh yeah (laughs) you know and just imagine he's bled out in the boat missing an arm you know you could do like a whole thing you could do a whole thing there like like why, why, like, what happened here? Why is he still in the boat? Why, like, you know, if something attacked him? Oh, why? oh, you mean, you mean, uh, they, they find his corpse, like, or? Yeah, you know, have it like that, and then have it almost be like a, like, a mystery at the beginning, you know, like. It's a boating accident. But it's. Like, yeah, bo- a boat propeller. <laughs> Actually, cut his arm off with a thing in the back <laughs> of the his boat. Own, his own boat <laughs> propeller. Exactly. It was too bad. <laughs> It happens all the times. They get drunk. They, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They get called. They get Barracuda. they get called to they they get called to some stuck log and some. Is it a buoy? Boo. Uh, yeah. It happens all the time. A classic. A win. Uh, a Christmas classic. Yep. Oh God! Could you imagine if it would considered as a Christmas go-to? That'd <laughs> <laughs> be so great. What are we watching tonight? Jaws four, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's Christmas time. You know what do you what do you watch? Christmas vacation, and then Jaws four, and then Die Hard, <laughs> and then a uh, Silent Night. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, the, the Sam. Uh, what's what was your first? Uh... So, you know, we would watch. Jaws, two, three, you know, almost all the time kind of thing, right? You know. Uh, ne- never times. four. <laughs> only, I only remember watching it like once, like one time. We watched it one time and I was like, uh, about the movie. The only thing that I remember liking, liking about it was that, you know, Michael Caine is in it. And I always thought that, you know, this is like the one summer, not summer, I guess, winter, where Alfred decided to go to the Bahamas for uh, his vacation. Um... <laughs> But uh, overall, I just thought like some of the dialogue was just really like eh. like it, it felt like it was a serious movie that uh, a movie that was trying to be serious but had too much like eh, dialogue, like like <clears throat> it how, definitely like, tried to be serious for sure. Like uh, Ellen, like when she's uh, describing like how like she was with uh, uh Michael Caine's character, it's like uh he all he did was kiss me. Or whatever, <laughs> or like, or like, or like when uh, um, the one brother is still alive, right? And he's uh, walking on the beach with uh, his wife, I think. Um, and like they're having a conversation, and then out of nowhere, just runs off. <laughs> 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 I 
What the? What are you doing? Like, what is he? Dude, you're like talking to someone. Just this, your personality just changing, and you decided to take a run. Like, come on, what you do? <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, like, it was silly, but I ended up just not liking it because it felt like it was trying to be a serious movie, and it ended up not being so serious. I, will, I, will say that, I, I don't see how someone could, could can take it seriously. I mean, I will I will say this too, Will. I, I, this last time I watched it this week, I probably enjoyed uh, the moments between uh, Lance Guest and Catherine Young more than I ever have. I, th- I think they have some really good some good scenes together, especially the one where uh, I mean it could have been better acted out, but when she finally get well, she knows something else is eating at him. And, you know, he ultimately is like, what are we fighting about? You know, and then, of course, they end up, you know, you know, messing around, messing around in there. It's just it's it's a good scene. And I think they have some good scenes together more than I I, I remember actually watching it at this. Judith, Judith Barsi is pretty good, too. You know, the, the little girl. Yeah. You know yeah. what happened to her? No. Oh, no. don't crush me. Uh, dude, it's awful. Uh <laughs> Her <laughs> her dad uh, killed her and uh, her mom too uh, in a fit of rage. They stabbed her multiple times, then set the whole house on fire. Not long after uh, Jaws four, maybe two years or so. No, no, no. Jaws four. It was Jaws four. Didn't even it happened right after they finished uh, Jaws four. See what happens. You film a movie like Jaws four and that. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what was somebody sending him the dailies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no daughter of mine. <laughs> That's horrible, Will. That's horrible. I can't believe this. You have to say why? Uh, well, he was a drunk. Oh. Uh, he was uh super. Uh, he was always abusive towards her, um, throwing like fit of rage and shit. And he actually told uh, people multiple times, like, "I'm gonna kill them. I'm gonna kill my family." And no one ever listened to them. So and he's he, just a crazy old guy. Yeah, and eventually, like, uh, yeah, he committed like a homicide. He killed himself by how do you say it when you uh, turn on uh, turn on your car and you, uh, they, you uh, like close the. Asphyxiated yeah. through them. Yeah, carbon monoxide poisoning, whatever. Yeah, and then he set the whole house on fire. And Lance Guest was uh, actually one of the pal, pal bearer of uh, Judith Barcy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, uh... What do you think about Mario Van Peebles? I, I liked him fine. Like, for, forced, forced accent, annoying as fuck, but... But he's the only one that kind of fits, though, because you're in the Bahamas. Yeah, I know. Everyone's white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, man. But, uh, yeah, uh, were you done, uh, Sam? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, so for me, Jaws 4. Okay, so like I told you before, I own Jaws 1, 2, and 4 on VHS. For the longest time... Jaws 4 was Jaws 2, in my mind. You know, I because I, I couldn't read or anything. I was too young, or I was I, uh, learning to read. Uh, so I, I, I always used to watch Jaws, Jaws of Revenge, and Jaws 2. I don't know why. But 
for the longest time when I was young, Jaws 4 was Jaws 2. So when I was saying, like, oh, yeah, I like Jaws 2, I was referring to Jaws the Revenge. So it got me some weird looks from folks around me, for sure. <laughs> um, but I watched it tons and tons and tons of time. Like, they, they, that's probably the Jaws movie I watched the most yeah, younger, honestly. Um, it was always, always on. Um, they had to buy a second VHS because the, the first one I had was so messed up from being played so much. So, and uh, I remember, like, my, <laughs> even my father was telling me, like, why are you, what's this obsession with 4? Why are you watching, you know, Jaws 4? And I, there's something in this movie that is so thoroughly enjoyable and simple. Like, it's, it's so, um, it, it's so, um, how can I put it? It's so out there, you know. It's it's this movie has no right to to exist even. And that kind of <laughs> always fascinated me. Cuz it makes no sense, you know. It it just it's pure comedy, honestly. This movie is pure comedy. Everything is funny about this movie. <laughs> you know, just the I the top of my head just one scene like uh, the weird ass sculpture that uh <laughs> she, she's doing that reminds her of a shark somehow that shit doesn't look like a shark at all what the fuck is this shit i mean it's just everything is so random and like you said cringy and it's just so different it's i don't know the there, there's a book that just came out actually that uh it's called uh, i need to pick it up it's called uh the shark is roaring uh the making of jaws 4 i think and uh you got plenty of interviews plenty of uh you know it's the kind of stuff that really interests me when it comes to 4 because it's so out there it's so not jaws 1 2 or even 3 it's so different and nonsensical that it really fascinates me on a whole other level i mean i've even read the novel and you know the whole voodoo shit like the the voodoo priest having a grudge against the Brody family and you know sending the shark after him like every thing Jaws four every single thing that I can get my hand on when it comes to Jaws four I will and I will study it thoroughly. There's a weird ass fascination with me and Jaws four. I'm not even sure it's healthy, you know. In uh, 30 years' time, uh, there's going to be some guy that's going to want to make some kind of uh, documentary about the Jaws movies. And when he gets around Jaws 4, he's going to find you, Will, and ask you all types of questions. And you're going to oh, be yeah. able to answer all of them. Absolutely. And the, the number of things I own uh, when it, of Jaws 4 is actually crazy. I own two posters. I own two VHS. I own the Blu-ray, two DVDs, magazine of the time. I mean, uh, I own a shirt. Uh... I mean, plenty of stuff, plenty of stuff. I, there's just something about it. It's Jaws 4, you know, and it's, it's, uh, I'm actually checking out to buy uh, an original one, uh, one sheet poster, uh, a Japanese one, because in Japan, Jaws the Revenge was called Jaws 87. That's it. Mm. And you just see the water and Jaws 87. I would love to, to own something like that. I don't know. There's just something special about this movie. Uh, and always, uh, it's a comfort food too. Um, 
whenever I have anxiety, because I, I have anxiety issues and shit, uh, I, I plug in this movie and just fall asleep, either that or Star Wars or Jaws 4 is one of the movies for, for me. So I'm actually uh, checking out to get, because uh, let me say that the score of, the, of Jaws 4 is phenomenal. Michael Small did a phenomenal job. Um, it's super out of print, super rare though, but there's like a double, the only official release is a double CD of it. Nowhere to be found, uh, super out of print. I'm checking uh, pretty much every week to see if uh, it eventually uh, comes, someone is selling it at a decent price someday. Uh, but yeah, that's one thing I'm after too when it comes to Jaws 4. So yeah, Jaws 4 is my shit, dude. <laughs> You know, I came across a little bit of trivia for Jaws 4 earlier today. Uh, McPherson, who's the cinematographer, shot 56 episodes of The Incredible Hulk. The, the yeah, original. Bill Bixby show? Yeah. I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, one thing, though, I got to say is I fucking hate the shark in this movie. Oh. Uh, like, always seeing his gums and shit. Ah, can't stand it. Can't stand it. Oh, and you know this guy, Joseph Sargent, who directed it. He also directed Nightmares. Oh, did he? Yep. Yeah, he did a, he did a couple. Couple things. Um, oh, yeah. And one thing that really saddens me, uh, if anyone wants to check it out, uh, they used to have one of the only remaining uh, mechanical shark uh, that was left they used to have the jaws one of the jaws because i think there was three main one of the jaws shark was actually on display uh at universal for the longest time but no one took care of it so rain snow everything was like it got it rotted out uh, you know and uh they eventually disposed of it and it's pretty fucking tragic because i mean it's one of the only mechanical shark that you could actually touch and see and uh, no one took care of it, so it rotted away. Isn't no what I was listening to? Um, uh, you know Eli Roth's uh, History of Horror. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the podcast, uh, there's an episode involving uh, Eli Roth and um, Greg Nicotero and Rob Zombie, and Nicotero talks about being part of an effort to restore um one of these sharks uh one of the jaws the revenge shark or the jaws i don't uh, know i can't remember now because that's it's later in what what it was a jaws the revenge shark yeah oh really okay yeah. so yeah so he so greg nicotero reached out to uh some of the original sculptors of uh of the of the of the shark and got uh, and got a lot of the the stuff from them in terms of uh, what it looked like originally. And so Nicotero was in charge of a crew that helped restore. And he talks about it on that podcast, which I thought was pretty cool. Well, where is that shark now? Where is uh... I don't know. Is, is, it, it, or is it at Martha's Vineyard? I thought they were doing something there. Uh, sure. <laughs> um. But so, it's, it's uh, yeah. from the original mold? Yeah. Sorry, Samuel, what were you saying? 
So, uh, did y'all like Jaws eight? Because I I thought I thought that movie was mid. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was. I thought it, you big, know, it was big okay. fan of Jaws eight. Oh. <laughs> I thought Jaws thirteen was better. You know. Oh really? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, What's the one advertised in Back to the Future? Nineteen. Is it nineteen? <laughs> you know that right off. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. Uh, when was that supposed to take place? Uh, 2016 or something like that? Uh, 2015, I think. Man, okay. imagine. Okay. Yeah, check the Skype thing. I've got two links I just posted. One is the Greg Nicotero restoring the shark. The other one is where you can buy the soundtrack for $27. Damn, are you serious? <laughs> Down from 90-something. I need, I need this. <laughs> okay, so it's Jaws the Revenge Shark, you said. It looks more like like Bruce, though. Yeah, yeah. from what I know, it's, it's, it was originally, uh, it was like displayed somewhere. Yeah, it was like it was like displayed like a, up in the air somewhere. Okay, okay. And then they uh, they restored it. Yeah, they brought it down, restored it, and everything. Now it's in uh, Museum of uh, Motion Pit- Picture and Science. It's kind of hung from the ceiling. So cool, dude! So cool. Just to think that Greg Nicotero is the guy in charge. That's so freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now that I see it, can you order uh, the Jaws of Revenge CD? I'm going to send you the money. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Jaws, uh, Jaws for Love, the poster, too, that the shark is all silvery and like, I don't know. There's something about this movie, man. And I can't, I can never like really put my finger on what it is. But boy, I like it. Where does so, the voodoo concept come from? Is that in the novel? Yep. How did that play itself out? I'm just curious. Uh, it's uh, well, pretty well. The voodoo thing is, it's like a shaman that was in, uh, like, around Martha's Vineyard, and I think Chief Brody uh, had like an issue with some people that were around him and got him arrested if i remember correctly and once uh, brody passed uh the shaman was like well there's no one to kill the shark now so i'm gonna send like a curse to a shark and uh the shark goes after the the brody family and that's it that's all you you get from the voodoo dude that is an intriguing thought though that's So, do y'all want to hear my theory on how it's all connected? Yeah, let's yeah. go, man. Let's go. Let's hear it. There's a curse. And it all started with Quint. Quint? Crap. Uh, Quint? The, yeah, Quint. Okay. It's kind of like a Final Destination where if you survive the the disaster than your next kind of thing except it's a shark version and quint was supposed to die but then didn't so the next time you know he's kind of like cursed is during jaws and you know it gets him 
and then you know it's supposed to get the other two, but then it doesn't, and Brody kills him, kills the shark. So it's still going to be after you know Brody and technically Hooper as well. So it's after both of them, and let's say I don't know Hooper's kind of you know off doing his own stuff, right? So you know then there's Jaws two. And then, like, a decade of time later, there's Jaws 3, because, you know, they're all in the same universe, right? And then there's Jaws 4, and it's all because, you know, they're cursed. And, well, you, you see, at, at some point, the shark doesn't, the curse doesn't need to worry about Hooper, because some other aquatic monsters uh, took care of him. Oh, okay. So, if they make another sequel, it's going to be the Brody family again, because they're cursed. And you know, there's, there might be a way you could break the curse, but most likely, you know, you gotta just find a new family to kind of hand that curse over to. Man, that's interesting. I I, I love I love that like some other sea creature took care of Hooper. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty, and it's plausible. I mean, he's always in the ocean and shit. So. Well, and, well on that note, on that note, I have a special request for Glenn here. You ought to do another VHS, but do a hit list of, uh, you know, like say, the best kills of the Jaws franchise. But, oh. the, but the concluding death scene has to be Hooper's character and his demise to the piranhas in the opening Aja uh, remake of Piranha. Yeah, it's got to be one of the greatest homages to any character. The dude has Amity beer in the boat with him, and he's <laughs> singing the stupid tattoon. Yeah, <laughs> so Piranha is kind of canon to the Jaws franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're a right. Bit. A little yeah. bit. But that would a great. Has anyone ever done anything like that ever before? Because um, he really plays his character Hooper. I mean, he's Hooper. Yeah. Yeah. Is he named Hooper though? I wonder if in the credits. I know that. I think like the closest thing to something like that happening would have been like Halloween oh. three, where like you see like the teaser for Halloween playing on the TV. But like I'm not sure if like there's been like crossovers like uh, Sharknado and Lava Lanchilla, where like. The two main characters like bump into each other and have like a five second you know conversation like hey can you help us out no I got my own problem to worry about mm. um, <laughs> but like um, yeah I think it's like that's this one with Hooper is probably like the closest to like that at kind of thing. All right, here's the lowdown. Uh, so Richard Dreyfus in the trivia section for Piranha 3D. Uh, the Jaws 1975 star appears as fisherman Matt Boyd at the start of the film. Dreyfus donated his entire $50,000 salary to charity. Boyd is dressed like Cooper, the character Dreyfus played in Steven Spielberg's movie. So they basically had him play his character without playing the character because yeah. of the stupid copyright issue. Uh, <laughs> that would have reared its ugly head. You know that. You know, Universal can't be kind enough to license out you know a creative you know outside a canon death sequence for you know without some yeah you know, pay us a million freaking dollars to do that but that is a great i mean he's got everything in the boat with him though it had to it had to have gotten universal upset he's got yeah. the beer in there he's twi- he's he's whistling the tune he is hooper in the scene you know oh for sure in my mind that's hooper 
Oh, yeah. and that's awesome. Such a great, great, <laughs> so great. But he says he had a look on his face when he's just like, oh, here it comes. Uh, <laughs> in a lake in Arizona of all places. Yeah. I want, yeah one, one, thing I got, one thing I got to ask uh, everyone. No one mentioned the banana, uh, banana boat sequence. No one, no I, one got a laugh for that? It was on my mind, Will, and I can't remember for the life of me. Does somebody actually die off of that banana boat? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's super gory, super gruesome there. Oh, because the, does the blood hit the yellow of the banana yeah. boat? Yeah. yeah. So for that movie, there's only two kills. Really? Uh, no. Yep. No one else dies. You think someone else dies, but you end up finding out that they survived. Well, it depends, depends on the cut. Uh, on the TV cut... Um, on the t- In the TV cut... The black dude, I can't remember his name. Bing Bing Rames. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, he dies. He doesn't come back up uh, out of the water and float. We don't see him uh, again. There's uh, there's another uh, ending, too, where you see more of a close-up of the shark being impaled by the boat. It's, uh, It's actually on my... DVD, but you can find it on YouTube. It's quite different. Nice. Uh, well, yeah, so that was Jaws for ratings. Uh, be careful. Be careful. I'm going to say five, three, bye. I'm going to say four, ten, bye. <laughs> What? Yeah. Well, it's not a good movie. Shark looks fake as hell. They got some issues with it. It's got some issues going for it. But it's a rewatchability. Complete 10, dude. I would watch it uh, any day of the week. And it's a buy. (laughs) Please give me a 4K. Actually, I was going to do you one little better. I was just, you know, that opening sequence is so freaking good. It is so freaking good. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was just gonna stick to a five, and uh, five, and um, uh, and, and you know, and some of the other things play in there too. I mean, that's what's great about doing these things together is uh, all of us bring forth different things, and the whole voodoo element, you know, is interesting. And just, uh, I guess, it, it also plays a little bit of a factor in just knowing how much you appreciate this and why you appreciate it means means a lot. Because uh, we all have our own little weird things and why we're fetishes, yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever you know, for whatever reasons. But uh, so five a rewatch though is golly, it's probably that's where I'll I'll go down to my four for a rewatch on that one. Uh, definitely buy though. It's a Jaws franchise. You have to you have to have the entire franchise. It doesn't make any sense not to have only a couple of them or one of them. You have to have all, and you have to watch them even if it's occasionally. Yeah, I think I'm probably also gonna give it a a five. I mean, the there's a couple of effects, and it, you know it all looks kind of like cheesy and whatnot. But like seeing it, it's like okay, it's a little more gory and whatnot. So that's not that bad, I guess. But like the biggest thing carrying it, in my opinion, is you know the opening scenes, of course. That like that's like that was huge, it's crazy. You just kill off like a main character like that, like without really caring. No, you know, it's not the same actor, but still 
Um, so uh, yeah, probably, probably give it like a yeah, five point five, probably something like that. All right, all right. So any uh, any thoughts before we uh, conclude this show? I mean, three hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I, damn, that was a damn good show, boys. Honestly, thank you for showing up. Yeah. So, I guess until next time. Oh, well, first of all, uh, where can uh, we find each and every one of you? Go ahead, Sam. Um, well, <laughs> you can find me as the Thursday guy on Body Bags. I also have my own my own YouTube channel, which I'm still trying to figure out a way to like maybe do some stuff or whatnot. But it is a uh, it's flying kite. It's also in the description of uh, my YouTube videos. So if you can't find it, like just by searching it, it will be in the description of my videos. So oh, uh, we will put the links in the the description of the show too. So oh yeah. <laughs> well, you all know me. You know what I go by. VXS82 uh, <laughs> apostrophe. And uh, just if you don't mind me plugging a couple things, I just wrapped up uh, my two-year adventure with Space 1999. Um, so I thought it was, you know, felt good to actually complete an entire thing and and get it out of the way, which is nice. But now I am starting a deep dive into the X-Files. Um, got the intro out cool. of the way. So first up is pilot and then uh, work through all 11 seasons, including the two films. Uh, and then I've been doing a thing called Italy's Holocaust, looking at uh, Italian cinema from uh, 79 to 94, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, Crazy Fives is just something I just randomly pick a theme and run with five uh, things. And uh, that's been fun. And then uh, I have a really oddball thing that I've started. Uh, something weird, just a thought, which just something hits me and I think about it for long enough. And then, boom, I, I just do it. So that and body bags. Of course, and uh, letterbox VHS eighty two, but uh, low cap on the letters and no apostrophe. Cool, cool. So be sure to check them out. So until next time, see ya. See ya. <laughs>